I'm recording right now. Oh my god. Oh wait, maybe I should turn the gain down a little bit. There, try that. Talk now, y'all. I'm talking. I'm talking. Hello, Rich. Over to you. I'm saying things. I'm saying some things. Okay. Turn that gain down a little more. I'm ready when you guys are. Chinny, I know you're doing stuff. Yeah. So just let me know when you're ready. Uh, Rob's here. Hello, hi. Rob. Hi, Rob. Rob has a lot of eyes. According to the jokes that people made on tw Twitter, pursuant to the Scanner Darkly cinemagraph that I posted. You know that thing. I know it. Oh, the thing, yeah. Yeah. Ah. Right. Okay. You ready, Chinny? Mic check. One, two, three. I think I'm. I think I'm good. All right, Rich, it's, you ready? It's quiet. It's quiet in here. I know, right? Yeah, well, the thing is, the thing about being UK. quiet. Yeah. Oh. Where's Chinny? You know what he's like. That's I better. swear. I swear to God. Rich, are you okay? Are you okay hosting? Are you uh, are you ready? Of course, I've I've been in solitary confinement for forty eight hours. Sweet. Um, okay. I've been whipping me back with like a big stick and just drinking loads of like boiling water, just preparing myself for such an. Chinny, you such, said such this wasn't going to be a sexy podcast. <laughs> I am shirtless. If that makes it sexy, and I know it. I think we're ready to start. Welcome to episode 292 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Yay, 292, and we're what coming through hell? to you. That's not Stuart. What's going on here? No, it's not Stuart. I'm Rich. I'm Duke. And I'm g -g 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 gorgeous. Someday Chinny will introduce himself properly, but until that day, you're just gonna have to put up with his silly, silly responses. Rich, why are you here? Well, I um, funny story actually. I was brushing my teeth. Ah, that is a funny story. <laughs> There's a little bit of a story, right? There's All a little right. bit of a story. Oh, wait a minute! I, was... I gotta play this other thing then. My favorite time. It's story time. Story, story, story time. See, I was brushing my teeth the other night, and two men in balaclavas burst through the door. Oh, my goodness. Grabbed me by my ghoulies Oof. and took me to a warehouse and said that I had to host the Veteran Gamers podcast this said Sunday. Said we cut off no your dish. Johnson. 
So I, of course, refused, but yeah. um, they beat me to a pulp. Oh, and uh, that. that, that's, that's how I learned my street name, Purple Thunder. Oh, yeah. That's how some people might know me, that's... Purple Thunder. Yeah, I'm, I'm Richard Webster. I'm from the Overseas Connection podcast. Yes. <laughs> Don't mention that around here, please, Stu. Uh, Rich, I'll call you Stu. Oh, this <laughs> is getting scary. See, so you fill get... in for one day, and we already <sighs> start calling you by other names. <sighs> So anyway, yeah, I'm I'm the host this evening, chaps. Oh yeah. How are we doing? You got to keep this awesome. going. You got to keep this going, Rich. You well, gotta, you have to start you know off I mean? by telling a very long story that goes nowhere. But you already messed that up by telling a very interesting story that summed up in like five seconds. You're not doing yeah, a very good job I'm so not, far, dude. I'm not doing the job very well, am I? Know, I? Right. I could tell no. the chemical spill story again. Oh yeah. Um. I told this on last night's podcast, but I can say it again because it's a different audience. Oh, yeah. Mostly. No one here has heard it. Yeah, do it. I haven't. Yeah. Well, I work for a chemical company. Do you really? Uh-huh. Um, yes. I'm, I'm a general manager stroke president of a multinational global um, chemical company. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And about 10.30 the other day, it was a Thursday, I was having a cigarette outside in the smoking shelter, and the manager burst out and said, Richard, you've got to come inside right now. And I was like, shit, am I, um, you know, am I not supposed to have a ciggy at 10.30? Has the rules changed? What's going on? Shit myself. Went inside, and she said, there's, there's been a spill or a chemical leak of some kind, and every, everybody has to stay in the building. And right. our first thought was, shit, what have we done? Because obviously we're a chemical company. You know, you'd think it was us. Um, it turns out, just before I get sued, it wasn't us. We, we had nothing to do with it. But oh, goodness. the environmental health came. The police and the fire department came. They cordoned off all the roads. It was on the news. No one wow. was allowed in the little villagey area where I work. And we were locked inside till about 4 p.m. And goodness. people were crawling the walls because no one could go to the shop for their dinner or go for cigarettes. Oh, my goodness. Um, mm. It was an indefinite time period. No one knew exactly when we'd be let out. It was a case of when it's safe. Is it safe? Um, yeah, and so it turns out... Are we dangerous now? Well, I have superpowers. <gasps> oh, sweet! Oh. What kind of superpowers? Um, I've got a super heightened sense of reality. Oh, nice. absolutely yeah. useless. So is this phone call real, or is this fake? No, this is a dream within a dream. Oh, nice. You do know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, long story short, someone dumped chlorine down the drain or down a grid in the road, and it spread down the sewer, uh, down the pipe, down along the road. It spewed chlorine gas all out the grids in the road, so everyone was panicking. Uh, turns out it's not harmful, so we were safe. Wow. Yeah. So that's a true story. Like you're not, that's not a setup to, to a joke. To that, that's, that story did, did nothing for me. Yeah. I mean, the, the only thing that you came know. out of it really was we got a Kit Kat in the end. Ooh. Yeah. Who gave you a Kit Kat? One of the managers came around and gave us all a choice between a Kit Kat or a Chomp. I took but one of each. Sweet. Yeah. Mm. No, so you're anyway, right. no, no, that's a good pointless story that you just told there. Yeah, it was the um, plan. I've, I've been listening to previous episodes, you know, getting in the mindset of yeah. what oh, you're it the takes one. to be. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's done good. all right. It's good. Yeah, nice job. I've got an actual. I've got an actual story. Oh, well. Should we hear oh that? Oh my goodness. Hit it. I'm not playing the jingle yeah, I again. Thought gonna... Oh, I thought you were going to play the jingle. I'm so used to you interrupting me. No, I don't that. do that sort of thing. <laughs> I'm not, not going to get interrupted by stupid sound effects. 
Brilliant. There we go. Now it feels better. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I had a uh, message over Twitter on Friday uh, from John Mouse, friend oh, yeah, of the show, friend of the show. Uh, from the previous podcast that is no longer, I don't think, the the Play Vault. Play, 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 um, vault, 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 vault. Uh, and he messaged me saying, are you in Birmingham tomorrow? And I said, no. Uh, and then, well, he said, Seth McNitt is in Birmingham tomorrow. What? Oh, my goodness. And I said, really? And, I, and he went, Maybe yeah, I will go to Birmingham tomorrow. Say again? Maybe I will go to Birmingham tomorrow. Maybe, yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe I will go. So I I ended up going because um, I was meant to be doing other things and Tara basically just said, you have to go. You, you can't miss that. That's, that's, it's once in a lifetime. you got to go. I don't know about so, that. But... Um, I, I went to Birmingham and I met... Uh, Chris, MJW, Verbal Rob, uh, John Mouse, and of course, the man, Seth McNitt. Yay! Oh, I met him. Wow, uh, so he's met, met he's met like so many more veteran gamers and VG yeah. hubbers than I have. I, I, I've met somebody that has met Duke. Yeah, which one is, degree uh, of separation. Which, I'm yo. very close to him. Yeah, I'm getting closer. Uh, so yeah, we, we had a great day. Um, we we was around Birmingham, uh, which according to some um, uh, Fox Network <laughs> reporters is a no go for white people. Oh yeah, that's zone. right. Uh, Only Muslims can go in there. We made it. Yeah, we made it out alive. You'd oh, be happy to know. Um, uh, we went go karting. Now I haven't been go karting before. This is a new thing for me. You never um, drove a go kart, and I'm, huh? I'm still. I'm still in pain from go karting. I never thought pain. that I would be in physical pain from go karting, but I'm What's, still in pain. What was pain. the pain from go karting? Were you crashing well, into things? Were I, you just remember, really bad at it? Is that the problem? No, like I remember, like um, when I had to like it, like make a video for the for the Formula Renault team, uh, the driver had massive hands, and I kept on calling him sausage fingers all the way <laughs> through. And I said, "You got sausage fingers," and he says, "It's because the reason why is because." When you're going around the track, you're so tense, like your whole body's so tense and you sweat so much and, you, and you're gripping the steering wheel just like really hard, you know, and it's like you're tensing your arms constantly and every I've corner you, you're tense into it and, and, and obviously with go-karting, it's, it's not as intense as uh, formula driving, but I think it you is. Know, I think like you, you feel it, especially when your, your body is, is barely held together by meat and bones uh like mine is yeah you know it, it was it was tough and right, so we all went round on the go-kart and I, I was there was two sharp corners and every time the corners were coming up i was like oh god i don't want to do that and the first time we went round, they're supposed to give you a break and then the guy was like oh because it was quite quiet it's like oh no just go around again go around again I was <laughs> and like, you're, you're like, no. like There's no everyone's saying oh what a nice, what a lucky break and you're going no no, no, I was like, no. And Seth McNitt, he's, he's, he's quite a sort of healthy, fit guy. Yeah, and I hate so he's him too. just jumping around. Yeah, he's fine. He's like, yeah, yeah, I can do this. Yeah, no problem. And, and, and I was done. I was done in. Me and Verbal Rob, we, we were worse for wear. We wasn't, we wasn't looking great at the end of this. Um, 
But yeah, it was it was it was a good day. I, I really enjoyed meeting Seth. He's a, well, he's don't a worry, lovely Chini, guy. When I, when I finally get uh, over there and we meet, I will not make you feel bad with my academic and uh, uh, athletic prowess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, it's. Uh, I mean, we can go go karting, Duke, if you want. But no. you know, you'll probably feel like a lot. I couldn't fit in the seats. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that I'm fat. I'm just like really tall. And Seth's just the same height as me, but he's just. He's very slim and athletic, and ain't nobody got no time for that. But uh, I'm still feeling. I woke up this morning, and I had tons of stuff to do this morning, and I, I was, I was really hurting. I had like I got a pain on my side. Um, I've got, uh, I, you know, when you turn the key on for your ignition, that yeah. that rotation of the right arm really hurts, and wow. I couldn't rotate the the keys. So I had to use my left hand to 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 turn the keys. I look. I'm like out of shape, but I don't but, think I've um, ever felt good... too unwell to turn the keys in my car. Yeah, I know, I know. It's 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 <laughs> pathetic. It is pathetic. My, my, Tara just looks at me and goes, "I I I have no idea how you managed to stay upright." To be honest, you, you're. And you tell you. her, "What the hell? You're the one who told me to go do that." Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's, it's like this fault. is why I don't do anything. Yeah, really. Um, but it was good, good, good laughs. And now, I mean, you know, do, you've met him. I Seth have. is a lovely guy. He's oh, a great very guy. lovely guy. Um, uh, and we recorded. Uh, it was good to see the other lads as well. And we recorded a bit of a show. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, it you know yeah. we we'll we'll release that. Yeah. So. Sweet. But anyway, verbal Rob's in the in the chat. He says his back is killing him. Um, so yeah, my back's killing me as well. But there are other people on. We're live on Twitch. Antonio has just passed his motorcycle test today. Let's Yay! congratulate Antonio. Look at that. Uh, uh, the, yeah. Stay off the uh, sidewalks. <laughs> herber, herber, herber. That's the joke um, you're supposed to make. There's, there's people here yeah. for some reason. The chat thing doesn't seem to. Yeah. He was doing that to me last night, Mike. It was like there was about ten people watching, but the list was only like two, two people, three people. Yeah, I click on the list of people, and if there's like three in the list, but uh, oh yeah, there they go. Um, Caliburnum, except Mr. Fish, Antonio, Big Black Daddy, welcome all, Dude, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, welcome yes, one no, and welcome. all. This is a uh, show number two ninety two of the Veteran Gamers podcast. We talk about games on this podcast. After we talk about our life stories, because everybody wants to hear that talking shit. About video games? Shall we move on to what we've been playing, chaps? Why Unless, not? Let's do you, it. Unless what you've been playing. Anything. Guess not. No, nope, I ain't got nothing. Uh, I've never had anything. You don't, I you you don't have many story times. You don't have many story times, do you, Duke? Not really. I mean, I have had a few in the last couple of weeks, but uh, I don't have any this week. I met with someone to talk about East Timor stuff. I did some more cross-stitching. That's it. I'm going to start calling you the Stitchmeister. Yeah. Right. Stitchmeister! You could put up my public enemy Stitch if people want to see that, but I doubt they do. No, no one's interested Nobody in that. Cares. Mike, what have you been playing? <laughs> I have been playing more Dying Light. Um, Dying Light is a video game. Oh, yeah, I played which... it. Uh, I, get, I can't do Stuart. This is when he would oh, jump yeah, in yeah, and yeah. talk played, about it. Played, played yeah, played, uh, yeah. See, the thing about that game is, and then he'd go off for five minutes talking. Yeah, it's weird because I get to talk about a game without anybody telling me how good another game is that's <laughs> similar to it. Well, have you, have you played The you Witcher know. yet? Because, I mean, The, the Witcher is probably like... I think you like need to play it because... 
Nah, Let me get this right. Let me get this right. You know what he's like. Well, so I, I talked about it last week, but Dying Light is, um, you know, it's it's the same people that made Dead Island, but um, they've, it's a different game, uh, therefore a different tone, and uh, it's but it's similar. It's an open world zombie survival game where melee is the focus. Uh, weapons are in the game, but they're not very useful because uh, they make a lot of noise. And when you make a lot of noise, uh, zombies seem to get quite attracted to that. So uh, you, you, you try not to use anything that makes loud noises too much. And the weapons become sort of like, sorry, the, the zombies sort of become like annoying cows. You know, like you see them and you sort of think they look adorable just standing there. And then they come over to you when you get a bit close. And then you just have to bat them away until they're heads fall off um but you know there's 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 a few more mechanics that the game's thrown at me now uh there's different zombies there's like spitters and like ex- um zombies that explode uh i'm having a lot of fun with it i'm still not bored with it i've been playing it mostly co-op uh i'm pretty high level now uh the abilities just get better and better uh you know things like stomping the zombies when they're on the ground stomping their heads uh is just makes the game a ton easier um there's other there's other ones as well uh, that I can't think of like just jumping over a zombie using a zombie as a sort of a, like a pole vault, uh, which is very useful. Um, I, I, it's a great game. I'm really liking it. I'm really liking it. And What's would you compare thing? it to like okay? So if you had to rank oh. this versus Left for Dead, which gets the nod? Well, it's different games. It's, yeah. it's, they're different, completely different games. I think um, Left for Dead is more like. More going Arcadian. through a, a, a linear, a linear sort of uh, experience, trying to fight off zombies, whereas this is just like you've got that world, right. and you have missions in the in the world. But my favorite thing, Rich, to answer your question, yeah. I think it's just playing it co-op, and and there's traps all around the open world, so there's like spikes and electric sort of traps and stuff, um, and I really like those, you know, because you can just. I've, I spent about half an hour just kicking them on spikes and, and executing them, so that doesn't get old. I mean, it is funny. Like now, even now, I mean, I, I, we joked about this last week, but even now, like me and Marsh sort of giggle if we just batter someone too much. You know, so every now and again, you get a zombie that just doesn't die. You know, like you, you keep beating them and they just don't die. Um, yeah. it, you know, that's because like they that have a from... mission that's not done yet. Oh, that reminds it's, me. It's like that scene from it, that, that that scene from Snatch. You know that scene from Snatch where is it Vin, Vinnie Jones that doesn't die? Yeah, well, um, he's got bullet tooth Tony. Yeah, and and, he, and it's that thing where it's like he just doesn't die. You have to, you have to sort of keep shooting him to kill him. Oh uh, And sometimes the, you get you get a zombie and 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 you just and we're just giggling to ourselves, battering this poor zombie on the floor. Um, but no, it's it's good. It's um, uh, the, and it the, the voice acting's. Not bad either, and I I think there's there's something interesting going on with the the main character. You don't quite understand his motive and and well who he's working for. He's he's sort of been dropped in from uh, somewhere, um, and he's got his own motive. So he's not completely like trying to he's trying to do the greater good, but he's not doing it the way that you think might be good for people. Like 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 a cure gets dropped and he he actually ends up throwing it away because he needs to get closer to the enemy. So, you know, there's different things going on. So, wait, um, the zombies aren't the enemy? Zombies, well, there's, there's, there's enemies in there as well. There's, there's human enemies, so there's, there's bad people there. Yeah, no, Dude, I don't know what to believe um, 
but like you know you end up doing a bit of work for them and 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 yeah it's it's it all gets a bit complicated which i'm sure it would do in real life but uh no, it's good it's it's a it's a very big game um the open world's huge we haven't got bored of it yet and seth was talking to me about um the following which is a dlc expansion pack for dying light and apparently it's just as big as the map the single player map um Damn. but you've got buggies and it's a much more rural area so you can drive around and stuff in the Again in with the, the go-karts. He will if, not let those go-karts go, man. We should call know, Seth McMahon Mr. You, go-kart. Mr. Go-kart. In the, in the DLC, it's free for Steven Pass owners as well. So that's that's a pretty cool thing. And uh, No, I, I, it's very good. I think Dying Light is, uh, is a surprise hit for me. I wasn't expecting much from it. Well, all right. Mm-hmm. Yay, Dying Light is good. And, Mike, I believe you've been playing some really old shit as well. I've been playing some really old shit. Halo Wars? Uh, no, no, older, no, no, that's apparently. Oh, my goodness. Older, older shit. We're talking before I was born shit. Dude, Pac-Man? Oh, no. no uh, I've been playing uh, Rare Replay. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, um, I, I don't know why. I just decided to get it. Um, digitally, and of course, I have a long lost brother that we, we family share our our Xbox. So all these games that I don't, because the way Rare Replay works is the main Rare Replay app, the game thing that downloads to you to your Xbox is most of the old classic games, um, but the newer ones that are 360 that you that was on the 360 they just download as individual arcade games huh. so all these games kept on popping up on Chris's list um oh, but hey, I, mean, it's, Ginger I, Ball. I think it's just good value so, yeah I, I think it's good value you, you got banjo kazooie nuts and bolts and you got the two Vim, viva piñata games the old perfect dark game the new one which I'm not bothered about blast core which I loved um and conquer's bad fur day and and it's twenty it's twenty pounds it's twenty quid so that's good value right there and the one the one that's on the screen right now um, I forgot the name of it I think it's Jetman or something it's the very first game uh, on the Rare Replay and I I got addicted to this you know I loved this little game I, I thought it was going to be pretty poor and throwaway I mean for nineteen eighty three it's it's pretty good fun um, there are some trash games on there uh, Killer Instinct for example doesn't hold up anymore. I haven't played a now, ton of. Sorry, Killer Instinct was the claymation but... fighter game. Yes. No, uh, Clay Fighter was the claymation fighter game, uh-huh. I believe. Okay. Killer Instinct was. Uh, but it was a fighting was actual game, sort right? of. It was a fighting game. Yeah, okay. it was a fighting game made by Rare. That was. Re- that was a big response to Mortal Kombat, I think. Yeah. Um, but it was big on combos, you know. Yeah. That's what. That's what. Um, very replay. That, that's what Killer Instinct was known gotcha. for was its combo. It's like ultra combos and so on. Ultra combo. Um, but yeah, I mean, what else have I played on it? I played, uh, I played RC Pro Am and RC Pro Am Two. I played oh, Battle I used to Toads. Play those on the NES. Yeah, yeah. So there's NES games. The only thing that it doesn't really do, I mean, it's really well presented. The rare replay, it's, it's it's all on a stage, and the way that there's a little song at the start, and all the artwork because all the games are four by three. You know, for, right. well, most of them are four by three. So there's artwork that surrounds the games, and they and it just looks really nice. And there's history on the games. There's documentaries throughout the games that you can unlock. Cool. Um, the and they've even gone into the game and 
actually worked some of the play modes and stuff because you get a game and then you can also um, there's there's different play modes you can do like like score attack and stuff just to sort of change it up a little bit and there's the achievements they call them stamps and there's stamp collections and you can collect your stamps and the more stamps you have you unlock a documentary so they've really gone to town this isn't just like the Genesis collection that they released you know quite a few years ago where it's just a menu and a bit of information on the games. This is a full this is, package. This is taking you back in time in. through the history of Rare. This is a, this is a, a true celebration of, of Rare. Um, and a lot of the games are a bit a bit shit, you know, like uh, some of them are a bit shit, but, uh, but it's nice, I suppose, to sort of go back and, and, and play them and, and think, wow, this is, this is all we had uh, at a point. Well, yeah. Um, but no, it's good, and I'm looking forward to playing like some of them. I want to. I just, I've just dabbled into it at the moment. I haven't really massively gone into it. I, I've just sort of touched upon it. But there are, you know, things like Conker's Bad Fur Day, Banjo Kazooie, which I did play, but I can't remember anything of Banjo Tooie. Um, like I say, Banjo Nuts and Bolts, Viva Pinata games, Perfect Dark. I will want to sort of play those properly and finish them. But these little smaller throwaway. Atari games, I probably won't like play to the end or anything like that. But that's no, good. You're I'm, not going to get to the I'm kill enjoying. screen. No, no. The good thing is what you can do with it though is you can rewind all the classic games. You can rewind. Huh? You press the left trigger, so they're a lot easier so now. If you mess up a little tiny bit, were. you don't have to start all over. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. You can just you can just go back and it's. You know what? You I would play Mega Man Three time. again if they had that feature. Because then I could finally beat that yeah. game and destroy my demons. That's it. So, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um, yeah, the, the whole rewind mechanic just makes it easier as a as an adult these days who I, I don't have the ability to, you know, just play these games for hours and hours. Because I played Battletoads, the one that was on the Game Boy, oh. constantly. That's not in and this collection, is I it? Got it to the, was that them? Yeah, yeah, Battletoads. Oh, yeah, you no, can yeah, defeat Battletoads now. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Um, I never really so got into Battletoads. I, I had a Game Boy and had about three games for it, and one of them was Battletoads, and I think it was Mario Tetris and Battletoads. And I got to the part with the carts and stuff at the bottom where everybody got to, and it, then it got impossible. And I played it through the tunnel and stuff, and I can't believe I got that far. You know what I mean? I'm just playing this game thinking, "Oh my god." How did you know ten-year-old Mike get this far? <laughs> I must have been a child genius to get this far. Um, well, your but, reflexes you know, are probably you, faster when you're a kid, and you're less. Yeah, reactions were faster, and you're more I, I, determined, I, I, and I don't know, less beaten down yeah, by the world. Like, yeah, for something, for some reason, like repetition in video games doesn't seem to be too much of a problem for for kids. Yeah. You know, they they will do the same thing over and over and over again. In in terms, well, kids do that in general. You know, when you when you play with my niece and nephew and stuff, when they was younger, they just would say, "Oh, do that again, do that." You know, like I'd yeah. throw them onto the like the on, onto the settee or something, or swing them round in the garden or something. I like, oh, do it again, do it again. I'm like, I'm tired. I'm I'm done. Yeah. I'm an adult. I can't do this yeah. forever. But they they constantly want it. The repetition seems to be a thing for kids, and well, sure. maybe that's why I, I got through it. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's nice. It's a nice little sort of throwback. Um, I, I can see myself. Occasionally jumping into this now and again, I like oh. it. Not not sporadically, Mike. Very. Just just occasionally. Sporadic, occasional sporadic moment. Moment of greatness from Rare. Um, yeah. Is there anything so in, in that Rare replay? replay that, 
Is there anything in there that you've wanted to try but never got round to? And this is your chance, like anything from their old catalogue um, or even like recent stuff? I think, um, well, Perfect Dark, I did I did play when it came out. I'm a big GoldenEye fan, so, and Perfect Dark was like the spiritual sequel to, to GoldenEye. I remember playing it when it came out, cause it, but I didn't have it because you needed, well, you didn't need, but it was better with a, an expansion pack. There was an expansion pack for the N64, and I never got, I never had one. And I remember my friend, well, it was Marsh, you know, I always talk about Marsh. Marsh, he, he brought it around and he brought the expansion pack and we played the hell out of it. But I've only ever played Perfect Dark once and that was with him many, many years ago. Now you get to play it so without nice him to... looking over your shoulder and telling you how to play. Yeah, now I get to play it without that bastard getting in my way. No, it's just that, that I get to play it and, and try and remember it a little bit. I do remember bits of it, but very, very briefly. And I think um, I've always wanted to try the Viva Pinata games, and I've always wanted to try Conker's Bad Fur Day. Um, I've never played Conker's Bad Fur Day, so Here's that's one game that I've wanted to try. Yeah, it, it wasn't bad on the sixty-four. I know you had a sixty-four, didn't you? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't too bad on there, to be honest. It was a bit rude, I think. It was one of them games where you try and get away with playing, not quite as much as like Resident Evil, but. No, it was like you know, like the the one of the bosses, like he's a big poo monster or something ridiculous like that. I think he's he's yeah. the sort of tone we're going for. It's it's very British sort of tongue in cheek stuff. But yeah, I, I uh, I've wanted to try that. Um, I've wanted to try nuts and bolts. I've always wanted to to play that game uh, ever since it came out. So that's yeah, for those games alone, I, I've I've wanted to play. Um, so there's value in it there. Yeah, I mean personally for me. The rare replay is worth it enough just for nuts and bolts. That's probably my favourite rare game of all time. It's just some, there's something it's, about yeah, like, I, I catching the most Lego. People, most people sort of would argue that it's not really a banjo game because of all the vehicles and stuff. Um, but I don't think that most people would say that it's a bad game. I think people would say it's a good game. But is it a banjo game is probably another debate. Yeah, we'll, so, we'll save yeah. that for when Stu gets back because he'll more than likely have rare replay. And I like it, I like it when you two argue. Well, when, when Stu tries to argue and you just hate the piss. <laughs> he won't have rare replay. Why? There's no he way. loves his old shit, weird and yeah. shit. He'll, he'll be on jetpack till yeah, but he hasn't got an him. Xbox One. He hasn't got an Xbox One. He can't play that. Of course he hasn't, yeah, because he's a loser. Oh, yeah, that's dear. It. That's it. There you get it. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I haven't got an Xbox One either, though. But I'm... I'm a king because I've, I've got a gaming PC. Yeah, this so is I'm for you, Stuart. You really suck. <laughs> <laughs> so, is anything uh, else you want to chat about, me. Mike? A, a, a real life go karting. I played that. I didn't do very well. <laughs> um, but no, it's, uh, that's it. All right, mate. Excellent. What about you, Duke? Because yeah. I need, I'm, got, I'm interested to see what you've been playing because you've got a lot of games on here that I've never heard of. Well, yeah. Hang on a second, though, because I actually forgot when we were doing story time, I meant to say something and I forgot about it. Gah! Better late than never. Um, there's a new podcast that I have to recommend to everybody. It's called The Flophouse, and they watch – it's the same sort of thing as How Did This Get Made, which many people know is a good podcast about – um, bad movies and they just take the piss and they make fun of them. Um, the Flophouse is exactly the same thing, but the thing that makes the Flophouse different is they're more willing to go off on tangents. 
those who listen to How Did This Get Made know that they pretty much stay on topic and they just focus on the movie and on the Flophouse. They go off on all these different tangents. So I'm going to play a couple of clips now from that, and then at the end of the show, I'll play my favorite one. Um, so the first one is just a, uh, it's 30 seconds. It's about <laughs> one of them just says something wrong. He's They're talking about this uh, movie One Missed Call, and uh, this guy just says a phrase wrong, and they just make fun of him for half a minute. So anyway, that's them making fun of him for saying the phrase wrong. And then, so they're they're talking about this movie, One Missed Call. Have y'all seen this? Maybe in another life. Uh, it's about okay. So it's this well, horror I movie. What? Sorry. It's a movie called One Missed Call. One Missed Call. No, I haven't yeah. seen that. So it sounds ridiculous. It's about this like phenomenon where your cell phone rings and then you answer it and it's the sound of you dying. And then, like, a week later, you die or whatever it is, 24 hours or something. So, anyway, uh, they're making fun of the premise of that here in this little segment. I was doing cross stitch in the park and I was listening to that and I ended up like doubled over on the table because I thought that was very funny. So, uh, yeah, check it out, people. The Flophouse, very funny. I'll play you uh, their idea for a Sixth Sense sequel uh, at the end of the show. So if you want, hang on to that. Okay, so what have I been playing? What was uh, that? The Flophouse. The Flophouse. The Flophouse. Um, I liked how I liked how their their idea of a, of an Englishman is Dick Van Dyke, right? Exactly. Who's actually Australian? <laughs> uh, I just think that's brilliant. Well, and they, they he was doing it like way over the top, so he's aware yeah, of the fact Manny that it's not actually helping. Right? Exactly. So I've been playing some more Rust, not a whole lot actually, but whatever. Um, yeah, that game continues to uh, allure me and entrance me for some inexplicable reason. I've been pushing along from. Um, uh, a bit, two minutes. What's that? It means that Richard Webster's gone for two minutes. Oh right. Okay. Never mind. Wait, um, we're not we're not used to a host that fucks off. Well, we're not used to a host who communicates during the show either. So anyway, no, no, that's uh, true. Yeah, The Witcher Three. Um, The Witcher Three is yeah. I did some more like story quests with that and. Yeah, it continues to be good. I don't really know what to say. I don't think I'm as in love with it as <laughs> yeah, Stu is. Um, it's, I mean, it's really good, but I don't think the story is... I'm quite is glad as... that you're not in love with it as Stu is, because well, then I'll just be on a podcast every week where you two go, oh, but it's not as good as The Witcher 3, that was oh, it. Oh, God. Oh. I mean, it's good, don't get me wrong. Oh. Like, there's nothing wrong with The Witcher 3. In fact, there's quite a lot that's right with it, but... I don't know. I can't really explain why it doesn't grab me the way that Skyrim did, for instance, or Rust or whatever. But like I said, uh, The Witcher 3 is really good. So yeah, it's worth checking out. Um, 
Yeah, let me go a little out of order here because Rich played one of these games and I want to get his take on it. Uh, but first I'll skip okay. down to QB1. I don't know how you would say this game. It's QBEH1. And uh, it's it's a so here's the thing. Um, what I loved about Munin and I love about uh, Super Meat Boy and other puzzle platform, you know, strategy games is that I love having a game where I can do a level, clear a screen or whatever, and then stop. And that way I can have a game where it's like a couple of minutes here and there, and then I can do that and then go on to play the game that I actually sat down to play. You know what I mean? It's nice to have little games that are iterative, that I can do one screen at a time. So uh, I tried to do uh, Grapple in that sense, but that game sucked, so I had to stop. But I had bought this game a while ago, QB1, and it's a really good game. It's very polished, and the, the premise is that it's basically a platformer. You can't jump very high, and it's a first-person platformer, which we all know has a lot of pitfalls because it's tough to do first-person platforming. But pitfalls? Pitfalls? Ah. Ah. Yeah, I know, right? But you pick up these red blocks, and you can't put them wherever you want. You have to put them um, on the walls or the floors where there are the yellow grids, not the light For blocks. the listeners, it looks like a pre-made level from Minecraft. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. It does kind of look like Minecraft. Okay. Um, so you have to put these blocks only where the yellow grid is, and then by doing that, you jump around and get to the exit. And it's good. It's very well made. It requires some good thinking in some spots. It's very polished. Uh, sound is very good, and gameplay is solid. So, yeah. Um, mm, if it's, it's usually cheap on Steam, so you may want to wait for a sale, but uh, you could do a lot worse than to grab Kube 1. And speaking of Steam how much sales... Is it? How much is it? How oh, much is it? I don't know. I think I got it for like $2 or something. Maybe even less. Like, it's it's a pretty cheap game when it's on sale. It may be. It's probably like 5 generally. Bloody hell. Yeah. I know. Bloody hell, governor. Bloody hell. Um, speaking of Steam sales, uh, they had a sale on Devolver games that had been published by Devolver. And so I went to look for, you know, what they had. And the only one that I didn't have... Well, they had Hotline Miami for cheap. Hotline Miami 2, which I was mad about because, I don't know, I want to play that game because Hotline Miami 1 is great, but I will not give them my money if it's got that rape scene in it. So, screw them. But they also had a game for sale that has very positive reviews that I haven't played a whole lot of, but I played a little bit, called Not a Hero. And oh yes, yeah. Not a hero is. I had never heard of this. Have you heard of it? Are you familiar with this game? I have not heard of this. Well, I was surprised I hadn't heard of it because it's actually really fun, and it's it's sort of Broforce meets Hotline Miami. In that okay. the, the idea that it's a it's a very simple pixelated eight bit, eh, maybe thirty two bit or something. Um, but it's very simple. How many bits is it, Duke? It's it's like twenty one bits. I don't know how many bits. Okay. Yeah. Few. Yeah. So, uh, but it's a um, it's a it's a two D platform shooter. Like you don't really the only platforming you do is going up and down stairs. I guess you can jump and fall off of stuff, but you don't do a lot of jumping. Most of what you do is it's cover based. So you go behind the cover and then you shoot at the enemies and then you go back behind cover and you can do executions if you get up close to them and you can do like critical shots and special kinds of things. Um, yeah. 
it's cute, it's fun, it's loud, it's noisy, it's frenetic, and there are, you know, for each level, there's, um, you know, like objectives that you, they want you to do, like, okay, beat the whole thing in two minutes, or, you know, get five executions, so, or whatever. It's like a 2D, it's it's a 2D, yeah, when you say Broforce, it looks a little, it's pixelated like Broforce, same yeah. sort of view as Broforce, but... Yeah. Um, the backgrounds and nothing seems to be destructible. It's a lot cleaner than Brawl Force. Yeah, it's I would not destructible say. at all. It's just you're jumping from one level of a building to another level. Yeah, and... like, like a Mark of the Ninja sort of vibe from it, maybe. Yeah, kind of. Uh, there's not much stealth involved, so much as there is just hiding behind a thing and then jumping out and shooting everybody. So, okay. yeah, but it's fun. It's uh like I said, it's quick. And again, it's one of those games where you could do a level in two minutes and then go do something else, or just stick in and yeah. go through twenty levels in half an hour or something. So, oh, he just jumped through the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's cool. Damn. So that's Looks not good. a hero. And Sky Saga is another game that I played uh, because I actually heard about this one through a pen pal. Uh, I just signed up for this pen pal thing on Reddit. And the first letter I got was from this guy who, you know, he talked about video games. And one of his games that he's been into lately is Sky Saga. And I had never heard of it, so I looked it up online. And I was like, ooh, it looks like Minecraft, but with quests. Sweet! So I downloaded it, and I signed up for the beta, or the, I guess, open alpha, or whatever it is. And I played it. And it's not (laughs) bad. It's just not that interesting um it's right. really not you know this, this pen pal of yours yes is he, is he or she really into this is are they like this uh, he is didn't the best really say how or? well he didn't say how into it he was but he said that he uh, has been playing a lot of it so depending on how you interpret okay. that yeah um you it know it looks like a very polished Minecraft, doesn't it? It is. I mean, the graphics are very polished. It's a lot more, you know, stylistically impressive than Minecraft is. The problem is that, you know, whereas you can figure out what you need to do for Minecraft pretty easily, um, with Sky Saga, not so much. Like, there's... You have to build a forge, but not so that you can make stuff for you to live. It's for you to make supplies to go into an adventure portal or something. And I was just like, I don't know what that is. And then it said, kill one wolf. And I was like, I don't see any wolves around. So I went running around and I couldn't find a wolf anywhere. So I'm just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. There's, I'm supposed to kill a wolf, but I don't see any wolves. And there's sheep and there's trees. But I was like, I don't know what to do. So I think at this early stage, I think it looks like they've got a good idea. Yeah. And if you kind of treat it as more of a technical showcase of what they're aiming for i think that's quite good because i mean i'm watching the stream now and it does have that sort of minecraft vibe yeah but with i don't know kind of like an almost dota art style yeah it's got a hint of dota i would say that's that's a fair way to put it i i think yeah i mean that's as maybe and that's a decent way to put it i suppose and i'm happy to think about it that way but i, I just i don't know i'm i'm happy to come back to this maybe in a year if they've got it more fleshed out and some sense of where they're going with it. Because right now it just feels like, you know, yeah, it's technically well done, but it's not really clear what we're supposed to be doing. So, yeah. It is what it is. 
Yeah, at least you didn't pay like a million dollars for it. I didn't pay a single dollar for it. So take that, Sky Saga. I can delete you without feeling bad at all. Ha! I'm a skinflint. All right, so the game that Rich and I both played is The Static Speaks My Name. And this is another... strange one. This is a strange one. This is another one of those free horror games that I found on Steam. And I was like, ooh, somebody else should play this because it's free. And, oh, I have a sound sound clip for when things are free, don't I? Yes, I do. F-R-E-E, free, no charge. Yeah. So, the static speaks my name. How to describe this? It's it's a first-person game. You move around this person's house. At first, you think, oh, this is very, very basic in terms of the graphics just because it's very basic. And then you realize, wait a minute, that's part of it. But another part of it is they're... They're doing something thematically with that. So you have this painting in one room, and it's also in other rooms, and that's not an accident. It's not just them being lazy, and I'll just put this painting in both rooms. It's something more than that. Yeah, it's, it seems like it's it's a psychological game Yeah. that kind of reminded me a little bit of a, the way Silent Hill 2 had you trying to figure out what had happened after it had happened. Mm. So you're walking around this house that's very much like a Gone Home vibe, massively yeah. like, it's almost like it could be in Gone Home's house. Yeah. But it definitely isn't what you expect it's going to be as you're walking around interacting with things. Nope. And the computer bit, which isn't a spoiler because it's in the trailer, but the computer bit really like shocked me. I was like, oh, yeah. wow. And... I don't know. It's it's definitely something that sh- people should play. It's a, like you said. It's about ten fifteen minutes long. It's free. Um, there's only like maybe five objectives throughout the whole game. Yep. But I missed and- one of them actually. Here's a tip, people. You can move a bookshelf because I didn't realize you could do that until after I had done the game and done a thing a one way, and I didn't realize you could do it another way. And uh, I went to look through a walkthrough, and it turns out you can move a bookshelf. So. Yeah, I picked up on that from his to-do list, which is on the desk in the painting room, I think. It says, like, things to do, and it says, like, build secret bu- secret uh, door behind bookcase. Oh, I didn't even look at that, I guess. Dang it. Yeah, see, I, I'm not long played Gone Home, and you've got to read a lot of shit that's written down. So I, I, was thought I, kind but of I thought, but that's the thing is, before I had to do the thing, which I didn't want to do, I yeah. looked all over the house, and I was like, well, I've tried clicking on everything there is. I guess I didn't find everything, but I thought I had done I, – I didn't think I had a choice there, but apparently I did, so. Ah, yeah. I'm a horrible I'm not, person. I'm not really sure what it's trying to say, but it's definitely something that's a, more of a psychological thing than anything else. Yeah, I don't really think it's even trying to say anything so much as it is just, here's an interesting scenario. It's really freaky and messed up, and will put people through some disturbing stuff. Yeah. That's definitely all I really got out of it. But it's worth trying. It's you know it does a good job of achieving its goal of unsettling you, if nothing else. Yeah, so. definitely. Yep. And that's what I've been playing. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, this week I've been playing uh, The Witcher Three. These last couple of weeks. The Witcher Three. Yes. The Witcher Three. See, it's such a great game, right? I mean, it's so great. I mean, it's, it's, it's got to be the best game of the year. Oh, my God. I, so, I tell you. It's easily, easily best game of the year. That or... It's way better than two. 
It's it's one of those games. It's almost better than Awinaka Warriors Three on uh, <laughs> on Japanese imports. But it's not better than Journey. I mean, Journey. Oh, oh no, no, that no. game. Is and the voice acting is much better in Deadly Premonition. Oh my god. <laughs> um, here's ah, my take on the Witcher Three. I discussed it on last night's show. Um, I not not resent isn't quite the word, but resent. I dislike how people compare it to Skyrim. Well, of course, they only do uh, that because this is the, well, I suppose Inquisition, but you know, the, the Skyrim is the gold standard for role-playing games in the last ten years, and this is up for that challenge. Here's my the main two reasons for me why. This is nothing like Skyrim and shouldn't be compared to it. One, it's four years ago that Skyrim came out. So yeah, people course. that say stuff like, oh, it's better looking than Skyrim, fucking obviously. Well, yeah. I mean, if it wasn't, we'd be, we wouldn't be playing it, <laughs> to be honest. Um, Dragon Age Inquisition is probably a better example of like an RPG of this generation to compare it to. But the, the second reason why it's important not to compare this to Skyrim, and Mike, this is for, kind of for your ears as well. This is like uh-huh. if Red Dead Redemption was in a fantasy setting. Yeah. That's how it plays. I've, yeah. I've, heard it, I've heard people compare it to Red Dead Redemption. And, mm. well, my, my answer to that is step the fuck off the best game ever. But it's not saying this is like Red step Dead. Step off. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, I think that's a benefit to both Red Dead and The Witcher. It's, it's basically... No, no, like, I've, heard, I've, heard people, uh, I've heard people compare it to Red Dead, yeah. And, and that's probably why it's piqued my interest, to be honest, because... You know, it's they've sort of dropped the uh, barrier of entry. I think on the Witcher games, they've they've yeah. stopped saying, "Oh, it's got to be this complicated to to play." Um, and yeah, I've heard Red Dead, and it's it's an open world game where you, you, there's a lot of rural areas, and you you're on a horse, so it's and, not really a million And there's always from, like from you know, every time you turn around, there's someone who's got a little problem they need your help with or whatever. So those yeah, little tiny it, questions. It's got that vibe I, I, for me. I, for me, I was just going to say, like, uh, it, it won't have the rock star sort of polish well, that, of I, that so. I long for all the time. But hey, no, it's it's basically like that feeling in Red Dead Redemption where you're on your horse and you're riding through New Austin and you see like a hut in in the distance. You're like, oh, I wonder what's in there, and you go over there and you, you're riding past like coyotes, and then you go to the hut and then. There's a bit of a mystery there. Maybe some environmental storytelling. There won't necessarily be a quest, but there'll be some hints as to what may have gone on there. And that, that's what it captures. And the fact that it's in a fantasy setting is basically more akin to Game of Thrones than like swords and wizards and witches and Skyrim and World of Warcraft. Yeah, it's basically but there's a lot of swords like, and wizards and witches in this game. Yeah, but it, it, seems, it seems a lot more grounded in reality, if, that, is, if you can even true. say that. You yeah, know, no, I it's agree like, with that. I mean, like how it's Game not, of Thrones right, is, because you know. like in Skyrim, everyone's casting spells every five seconds to heal themselves and stuff. In this game, it's much more like, I'm going to gather the 23 herbs I need in order to make this one spell and then put a chicken around my neck and stuff. Yeah, most people in, in The Witcher are just like plebeian scum who can't do fuck all but moan about <laughs> stuff and spit at you when you try and speak to them. Why, why can you speak to everyone and they say nothing? Why let me press Because that's immersive. Yeah, why let me press A just for him to go? <laughs> it's like, just, I don't yeah, want to press dumb. A. Um, but it, it's it's more of a storytelling. And so far, I mean, I'm 14 hours in. I'm not really grabbed by the story so far. I don't really give a fuck. Yeah, I was saying to Chinny, like, I don't really 
feel this story grabbing me by the neck. I mean, it's it's good. I think it's in general decent. I like the fact that, yes, there is something pressing on you. You do need to figure out what's going on, but it's not the same kind of like, oh, the world's coming to an end. You've got to hurry up and figure out what's going on and stop the ultimate evil. So that's nice. Yeah, and it, it's basically just a, another world for us to explore, really. Duke until yeah. Fallout 4 and then the inevitable Elder Scrolls 6, probably oh. elsewhere. Or you think? Mm, elsewhere or maybe Somerset Isle. Not that I wouldn't like to go to elsewhere, but... Elsewhere uh, would be like desert and stuff. It'd be like yeah. Journey. It'd be like oh, Journey, Duke, God. the Elder Scrolls. Oh, my God. Stu's in. Game of the year. Yeah, Somerset Isle might be quite a good place. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. The Witcher Three. I haven't really got much much to say. It's a great game. It's it you know game. exploring, fighting shit, and knocking people's heads off. You what can di- sail what, a boat. Uh, what difficulty level do you have it on, Rich? Normal. The first one they gave you. Yeah, just the default. Um, I wanted to knock. I was gonna knock it down to the one where you don't have to use the fucking oils, but I've never had to use an oil yet anyway, so yeah. I'm not asked. I don't actually use the oils much at all. So. No. I, what I find really pisses me off as well is why is there a smith and a, an armorer well i said that yeah that's so stupid it's ridiculous yes it's, it's really and, dumb and, and why is the guy you speak to why he can make fuck all right why why even have him in that place when he can't make anything he's why? not high enough level to make anything because it shows you the possibilities to? it's because they wanted the dwarf and to capitalize on the uh, my axe thing well it's, sure. that's all you know, that's all they wanted. But yeah, it's it's all right. And the thing I like most about it is... I know what the thing you like most about it is. It's when you go to talk to an, uh, uh, an, a vendor, there's a cutscene. Because that's great. Every time you talk to a vendor, there's a cutscene. Ah, yeah. out of turn, customer! What can I do for you? Shut oh, yeah, up. That's... What's the point? It's like, this game's 100 hours old because 50 hours of that is, <laughs> right. Hi, you're back. What would yeah, you like? Exactly. That's why it takes so long to complete this game. Yeah. And it's the, the reason it takes so long to complete this game is because the, the armor and the blacksmith are 14 miles apart. And if you want to talk to somebody, yeah, there's a cutscene. You know, like when you go uh, when you go into the shop in, in Skyrim and a guy goes, everything's for sale. But on this, in The Witcher 3, if you want to cu- skip that, you have to hit the space bar like 10 times. Whereas on Skyrim, you just, everything's for sale. Shut up. And then you just hit X and it's fine. But at least he says that as you're like tapping A anyway or whatever. Right, and, you know, exactly. you're bringing the menu up as you're like, I don't care. You know, right. whatever. Finish your sentence. You don't need to sit there and be engrossed in a cutscene to see me talking, starting the conversation with this vendor. This guy, Geralt as well. I don't know about you, Duke, but for a game that's all about the narrative, he has less than zero personality. You know, I think he has some, but I, I, I definitely agree that it's very limited. But he's not... I think he's the everyman. He's just the grizzled, you know, do what you got to do, you know, take. He's the silent. He's the long. I mean, he's kind of like John Marston in that sense. Like he's the long suffering bad guy who does the stuff that most people don't want to deal with. But the and difference, Duke, is the difference between John Marston and Geralt is I could listen to John Marston talk all day. I get yeah. bored of, hey, what are you doing <laughs> over there? <laughs> I've got a sword. I understand you have some work for me. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's it's pretty basic. Um, I think maybe the fact that I like Geralt comes from the fact that I played Witcher 1 and 2, half of them, both. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I don't have a problem with Geralt himself. I do think that it's a pretty thin character, but whatever. I'm not too bothered by it. I bought The Witcher 2, and 
pretty much used it just to benchmark my PC. Yeah. That's literally all I used it for, really, just to test me frames and me peas. Um, and that Static Speaks My Name was another one. I did put about 40 hours into Pokemon Silver. I thought you were going to say you put 40 hours into Static Speaks My Name. I went walking back and forth yeah. between the bedroom and the kitchen. Bedroom and the reason, and the I'm, the reason I'm bringing up Pokemon Sil Soul Silver is because it's the only weird and shit game by your classification that I've played, so I thought I'd mention it. It's pretty weird and shit, I'd imagine. Hey, have you heard yeah. that joke? How oh, do you no, get 10,000 Pikachu onto the bus? Don't know. You Pokemon! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. It's what I love funny. about Pokemon I, is uh... I had it on my Game Boy, and I've just, I, I like the team-based role-playing, um, like, turn-based combat stuff, and I just never got, never got older me. Yeah. See, I, I found out, I think I've decided that I'm, I'm much more into single-player or single-character role-playing than I am team stuff. Which is I'm why not into all the Probably Japanese that's stuff. why I went for Witcher 3 instead of Inquisition. Yeah, Inquisition looks too busy, to be honest. And Mass Effect kind of gets that way, doesn't it? You know, yeah. towards the end of the, of the third one, it's like, you know, there's manage all this team all these stuff people. Yeah, gets in the way. You know? stuff in these inven you know, managing the inventory for one person in Witcher 3 is enough of a headache. To manage stuff for like five people or three people, it's like, ugh. Yeah, Ugh. there's just there's too much stuff in the Witcher Three. There's too many herbs in my pockets. Well, that's the thing, right? Ain't nobody got time for that. There's so many herbs. Like every time I get another herb, like, my and my crafting inventory is full. I've got like 500 things in there because I'm always worried. Like, well, if I sell it, what if I need it? But it's stupid because I've gone. I'm like 30 hours into the game and I haven't needed any of that shit. I should just sell it all. I, that's what I did, mate. I sold it all. I've got loads of gold now. I've got all the honeys after me. Um, oh, I'm literally yeah. just chucking coins mm -hmm. at peasants as I ride past. They spit at me face. <laughs> I flick a coin in their, in their eye. Take that, peasant. Take that, you stupid pleb. Um, but The Witcher 3, is, I think it's worth buying. I don't think it's worth 50 quid what Steam are charging. I'd say no it is. Way. There's a lot of game. There is a lot of game, but it, there's a lot of filler. There, the, the Witcher 3 has taught me that there is definitely a case of you can have too much. Well, I agree with that. And I think that it takes itself so very seriously as a storytelling device. And that's not why I'm into it, but I do yeah. think it's good. Because Red Dead Redemption, as so up at this point, 14 hours into Red Dead Redemption, I was way enjoying that story way more than I'm enjoying The Witcher 3. Oh, yeah, I agree you with know, that. Less I think is that's more a better story. sometimes. Well, and I just think that, you know, I, I think that The Witcher, the, the Witcher 3 probably has a very tough balancing act to do because you know mass effect 2 doesn't really require that you be involved with the story from mass effect 1 you know what i mean but with the witcher 3 there have been like two big moments where and, and one of them was i had to make a big decision and i had no idea what they were talking about because they all they referred to these characters that i had never heard of and I think that one of the things they're doing and one of the reasons why people love this game so much is because the developers are using the mythology and the lore from these other games in a way that other, you know, a lot of other titles don't require you to be aware of. So that those of us who didn't play, I mean, I played a little bit of The Witcher 1 and 2, but not as much as, you know, the diehard fanatics. And as a result, I don't really know much about what's going on. Yeah, that part in the game where, quite early on, where they ask you the questions, it basically builds the Witcher 2 save for you. Yeah. And they're asking you the questions, and I, 
I zoned out yeah, when he sure. started speaking. And by the end of it, and the two options you get given or whatever, I honestly thought I was going with the the best option. I was thinking, yeah. oh, what would you know, what a good, what would a good guy do or whatever. Right, so I right. chose like the best option, and every response was like, oh, he won't be happy about that, <laughs> our emperor. And I, I, it was just boring me, and, and it was just yeah. like. There was a time, apparently, it has been rumoured, that you were on, a, on your way to Whittleborn, whilst a great knave passeth down Lochbrod of the village <laughs> Grin, and right. he said to you, fuck off. <laughs> and right. it's like, um, B. See, I don't know. Right. And I think that there's got to be a better way for them to do that sort of thing of like, okay, look, you haven't built this character over the last two games, but instead of just saying, ooh, you get to make all these decisions right now, what they ought to do is say, look, what kind of person do you want your character to be? Do you want them to be, you know, you could put it in that grid of lawful, neutral, chaotic, neutral, you know, lawful, evil, whatever. They could also do it just like, you know, I want them to be basically a decent guy but not pure good or you know i wanted to be mischievous but not evil or whatever it is i think that would be a better way to bring people in if they haven't played the earlier games mass effect 3 did it really well because i played one and two on the xbox and then i played the third one on the pc so mm. i had no save to link yeah. them up together right. and it did it really well and it was why, it was why did you like, do that rich why why did you play one and two and not three on the 360 because i wanted to play three on my new gaming pc that i got and so I you thought, don't know what I'll that's like to get a gaming PC, Rich. Everything. And I just thought I'll pick the options that I did because I know what I did in the last story. So I'll just pick the same ones type of thing. But you don't really get a choice in that at all. But I kind of prefer the way they did it because Bioware kind of said, look, we've got a story to tell. If you've not touched this game before, this is how we think the story should go. So like the council, you know, there was something with them automatically and whatever. And I think that would have been a better way, to be honest, because I couldn't give a fucking... Sh I couldn't give two fucks what happened in the first game to some bitch I've never even heard of. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sorry I to agree. be so crass, but I honestly <laughs> don't. I just want to get dressed. I don't want to... I don't, don't want to stop looking at this naked, grey-haired man. <laughs> and I want to go out and chop people's heads off. Well, yeah, I agree. And that's the thing. That comes back to the whole, like, taking themselves so seriously as storytellers because, you know, when they get going, I think they can do a decent job telling a story. But the more they set it up, the more they make it about their own, you know, depth of, oh, you know, this is gonna, this is a world you live in and there's so much complicated. And shut up. Just get to the thing. Yeah, it's about gameplay, guys. I mean, there is there is too much story, and, and I'm not I'm not not knocking it. Do you know what I mean? That with yeah, a little wait, budget, they did, a, they did a... Can we cut the condescending crap and play the game? Yeah, basically, just shut the fuck up and point me point me to the monster, and I'll yeah, kill the monster. Exactly. That that's it. Let me let me and let me ride around a bit, and you know, yeah. pretend like I'm swimming, like an and it, and it matters. <laughs> the swimming just sucks in the game. I mean, it's, it's not that bad, but it's 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 not the combat in the water is terrible. So. Oh, I mean, I, I've never been hit in the water. They're just useless in the water. It's like, um, it's not like the the druggers or whatever. Not not the druggers, the dregs in Morrowind. Have you ever played Morrowind? Duke? I've never played Morrowind. No. In Morrowind, when you swim, there's these monsters, the like the land dregs from Oblivion, but the underwater ones. Mm -hmm. And at the beginning of Morrowind, you can't swim very fast because your yeah. athletic skills shit. So if you get in the water and they come after you, you're fucked. Yeah. And you, they literally kill you in one hit. These in in The Witcher, I'm just swimming. Picking up more herbs because I've got nothing else to do. Picking up treasure <laughs> off the ground, and these things are just like fucking farting around behind me, not not knowing which way to go. So yeah. they're useless. If... Um, but, I mean, I know I've moaned a bit, but I am happy with it, and I, I'm I'm playing it the way I want to play it. It's just they're putting boundaries up that I yeah. don't like, 
right. they're stopping me from playing it the way I want to play it because I'm so used to having freedom right. or I'm so used to it like in Red Dead just a brilliant story that I'm just on the on the edge of my seat with and just listening yeah. to sure so yeah that's The Witcher 3 the complete opposite of what Stu would be saying right now <laughs> yeah I think so you're being a little harsh on it. I think you're being. I think you need to give it yeah. more of a chance. I'm, I'm giving after, it a chance. after tonight's conversation. I'm, I'm sort of like, oh, I don't even want to play it now. <laughs> Twenty no, it's, quid, it's mate. It's definitely worth playing, but you're, you'll want to wait until it's cheaper. And you need to be aware of the fact. And Stu always downplays this, but I think it's true. There's, I mean, it is a world of witches and elves and shit, and you're not into that. But I think it's good enough to overwhelm. You know, it'll overcome that. You played yeah, Dragon yeah. Age, the first one, didn't you, Ginny? No. You didn't play Origins? I've still got it here. Have you played, like, fantasy game? Have you ever played a fantasy game that you like? You thought Skyrim um, was all right, didn't you? You didn't play it very long. Yeah, I thought Skyrim was okay, yeah. yeah I played well. 25 hours of it. I only stopped, be- and I I only didn't continue because I got burgled, remember? It's not oh, because yeah, I right. yeah. didn't like it. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, it's less, I, like I, it, I liked it. You know, it's you, less you magic remember than that it's... Skyrim. Yeah. Yeah. So Play yeah, it on I an think, easier combat setting sorry. and you'll be fine. I think that about wraps up what we've been playing, guys. Yeah. Is there anything else? Nope, not for me. I think so. Yeah. So is time. it time for the news? Putting news first. Boobs. John Mouse says boobs in the chat. Boobs. Hi, John Mouse. Hi, John. I still do want to do that interview, but I don't know when I'm going to have time. He knows what I'm talking about. Uh, news. News. Well, there's a few things. Well, we've just been talking about it for three hours. Halo Wars so 2 is coming well out. Oh, my God. The... Well, we talked about that last week. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a big Fallout 4 news oh, as well, 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 so okay. spoiler. I was going to... Witcher 3 mods, tools released. You're oh, a but mod it's not guy. the mods, tools that we're supposed to have. Oh, my God. Uh, the mod kit lets people tinker with several aspects of the open world while playing game. Uh, there's texture import and export, so you can modify the look and feel of the in-game objects, i.e. have naked people. Uh, you can also substitute meshes. Yes, meshes, uh, yep. which lets you insert new models into the game world uh, in place of existing ones. Uh, you can also tinker with script files, uh, so we should see some pretty... Uh, eye-catching changes to item statistics, among other things. The mod kit is available from Nexus Mods. So, uh, Webster, what do you think? You're a mod guy. You made a mod for uh, Skyrim. What do you think? Well, having put a 1,000 hours into the Skyrim creation kit, I can say with with, with confidence that I'm just scratching the surface. Um, I think this is good, but it's just going to be loads of naked mods at first. Because everyone's got a sexy body in The Witcher and people are just going to take the clothes off people. Um, but it's interesting because they've seemed like they've made it quite broad in that you can edit the meshes so you can add new models and stuff, new textures to the game. You can probably make new quests. Um, voice acting, I'm guessing if you can make quests, you can probably do custom voices. And scripting as well, which opens up new things. And if we can get like a script extender like for Skyrim, we might be able to do more improved things, better things, and uh, maybe even mess with the UI because the UI can get a bit busy. You know, know the one thing I would love to see in in a mod is um, the ability to classify stuff as junk because I have to try to remember what I want to sell in each of the categories of my inventory. It would be really nice if I could just say, 
you know, I, I can't use this anymore. This weapon's no longer good, or uh, I don't want to wait for, you know, getting to level 30. So I'm just going to classify this as junk, and then I'll be able to sell it when I get to a vendor. That yeah. would be very if, if, if we can mod the UI, that'll be good. The only reason we can do it in Skyrim is because they use Flash for their UI, so we're able to hook into that and use, like, Flash script and stuff. Oh, but I don't know that. Interesting. So we'll have, to, uh, we'll have to see where we go with that, yeah? Interesting. Sweet. Okay. Um... Somebody from Nintendo went onto a small podcast. Uh, last week, Nintendo localization editor Chris Pranger made an appearance on a small podcast called Part-Time Gamers. Uh, this week, Nintendo fired him. Uh, this is a quote from the guy, uh, Chris Pranger, saying, Hello, friends of... Irish. Sorry? Irish. I, I, Stu always just shouts random voice. Yeah, you know how this works, Chinny. Come on, do a, do a voice. Yeah, okay, all right. Hello, friends and family, Pranger wrote in his heartbreaking public Facebook message uh, this morning. As many of you might have probably seen, I'm no longer at Nintendo. I was terminated this week due to a podcast appearance that I made last Monday. And they wanted to get me lucky judgment charms. On my, on my call, uh, on my on my part, and ultimately he cost me four, far more than I could have imagined. On August 3rd, the Hot Time Gamers podcast posted their interview with Pranger, who spoke candidly about his work at Nintendo's secretive uh, treehouse, where the company translates and localizes its software from Japanese to English and other languages. In the following days, a number of Nintendo fan sites and other message boards picked up on the interview, posting a whole load of ex excerpts from the found, what, what they found interesting. Go Nintendo, for example, reported um, on Pranga defending the Wii U's name and talking about how passionate Smash Brothers designer um, Sakurai can be. Uh, so, uh, although the podcast didn't draw a ton of mainstream attention, fans found it fascinating because it's become a, a rare. It's become so rare to hear Nintendo's employees speak out about the company without specific PR approval. Nintendo, like most Japanese video game companies, tends to prohibit its staff to speaking to the public about their inner workings unless they're given explicit approval from their communications team, both in the US and Japan. As it turns out, even a handful of seamlessly indigenous comments were, can lead Nintendo to fire an employee. Uh, and he goes on to say that he's... he's uh, He's fucked, basically. So what, what do we think of this? That well, seems really I, extreme. I mean, he didn't sound like he said much that was, like, over the line. It sounds like it's a firing no. based on principle than on actual offense. Yeah, the, I think it is. Nobody really knows exactly what it was he said that he got him fired, but one of the things that's cropped up that people seem to think Nintendo might have thought was controversial was he basically said that if they're not going to make a lot of money for localizing the game, they won't bother. And some people didn't really like that. But isn't so, that like, just for, assumed everywhere? You would think so, but some people don't like to be told that they can't get their own way. Um, and as we know with Nintendo, they never like to sort of... Nintendo aren't one for conflict. They're usually like, yeah. you know, we're making lots of fun things. We're jumping on turtles. Yeah, so that it, it could be that. But, I mean, it's, it's quite sad, really, because this guy... He really wanted to work at Nintendo, like, his whole life. People yeah. used to call him Nintendo Boy at university. I don't think that was nice, though. I think they were bullying him, but we won't go there. Um, and he got the sack because he was talking shit on a podcast. Like oh, me. He was just talking. Mm -hmm. He wasn't really talking shit. Yeah. He wasn't so, like, I hate fucking... I, I wanted to work here all my life, and now that I hate it, I can't believe I wanted to work at that stupid company. Yeah, no, I think he just opened his mouth too much. I think he got a bit excited. I guess. Like yeah. I said, I, I think it seems uh, like firing for the sake of firing. 
You knew the rules. I just crossed the Don't door. talk Stu- out. Stu's picked. Stu's picked these stories, by the way, and I'm. I'm. I can just miss them, and it doesn't really matter because he's not. No, here. that's not the one you need to see. No, there, there's some good stuff. Ah, oh, it's fascinating. This is fascinating. Anyway, uh, Dying Light's doing well. That's the news, apparently. Fascinating. Okay. So, we never it. report on ah, sales of games except the ones that Stu finds. Five million. Uh, I think the um, yeah, the Guillermo del Toro thing's quite interesting. It's fascinating. You tell me Is what he finally going to make it happen? Are you doing what? Are you doing a stew? <laughs> I'm just doing what I like. Uh, no, I'll I, read I, it. Uh, yeah, if yes, anyone Guillermo doesn't know, del Toro has. He was working with Kojima on Silent Hills for any listeners who've been living under a rock. Yes, uh, Guillermo del Toro has sworn. Uh, of getting involved in video games ever again following huh? uh, the cancellation of two uh, successive projects. Uh, speaking to Shaq News, the legendary director revealed the cancellation of Insane in 2012 following the demise of its publisher THQ. Uh, the more recent death of Silent Hills has become too much to bear. Uh, I have proven uh, to be an albatross of video games, he said. Uh, I joined THQ on THQ Gone Broke. I joined K- Kojima, and Kojima leaves Konami. Uh, I have decided in order not to destroy anybody else's life, I have decided that I will never get in video games, otherwise I'll join and his house will explode or something. Uh, through Silent Hills was cancelled. Uh, sorry, though Silent Hills was cancelled, there's been hope that Project Leads, uh, uh, Kojima and Del Toro still intended to work on a new project together. This now seems unlikely because Del Toro seems suicidal every time he mentions a uh, video game. Um, yeah. So I, I called this. Uh, someone says, oh, yeah, Del Toro and Kojima are going to be working on a game. And I says, I'll look forward to the cancellation of that game. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is non-news for me. I don't really... I mean, you know, we don't know what I tell... Del, Del Toro's a good, a good director. Might not necessarily mean that he's... No, I I just I just like news stories that make fun of Konami because I don't like them very much at the minute. Why? Uh, be, no. be, because well, they did all these... that stuff with their staff, didn't they? They they said like, oh, some of them they don't even uh, like some of the game developers. They they just swap them around, and some of them were just like looking after security guards and all the reception and stuff like that. They it was a very yeah. bad environment. Rather than sack them, they'll reassign them. So veteran game developers who've been working for Konami for years, once they're done with them and they don't th- think they need them, rather than sack them and pay them a severance or whatever, they'll make them like cleaners. Oy, that sucks. And I think that might be why Hideo Kojima's leaving because they said to him, Hideo, you're going to be a sales rep for pachinko Here's machines. A mop. Here's a bucket. Clean yeah. the fucking toilets. Basically. Has anybody seen the trailer for the new Silent Hills game they're making? Silent Hill game? Nope. No. No. They're making a new Silent Hill game. They announced it like a week ago. I no, can't believe not. you've not seen this. This is a joke. You're setting us up for something. It's not a joke. It's not. That's that's the saddest part of this, Duke. Are you serious? This, they're really doing this? They're really doing a new Silent Hill game, and it is not a joke. The hell? Why? I Jeez. mean, other than, okay, they've invested a lot of PR. Everyone's talking about Silent Hill. Therefore, we're going to try to put a game out under it. Um, I will... I will send you, Mike, a link now so that you can play yeah. the trailer. Ugh. Right? Okay. This is hot off the press, the apparently. Though. For veteran gamers, this is hot off the press. Exclusive. 
So, bit of backstory here. Um, Silent Hill is a is a is a franchise that goes back decades and has its roots in pl- in the play- original PlayStation. Silent Hill One and Two are some of my favorite games of all time. Silent Hill Two probably is one of the best horror games ever made. So, in all their wisdom, of course, a uh, Konami have got rid of Kojima and thought, you know what, we can do without him. We can make a better Silent Hill game. We don't need him. And they've come up with this new one. Okay. Which should be coming on the stream soon. I'm, I'm, I mean, what it's am I paying for? I won't be able to hear it, but it's on the stream. I'll do the sound effects. <laughs> right. Mike, skip, skip forward for me to 39 seconds. This is the new Silent Hill trailer, everyone. This is for the live audience, but we will describe it. It's at 39 seconds. Yep, that's fine. Yeah. I'm going Think. to kill you. It might be more like a minute. Mommy. Okay. Here we go. It's coming. So, have, have either of you two ever heard of a pachinko machine? Yes. What is a pachinko it's, machine, it's, dude? You, you put this, the, the little uh, disc in, and it goes pop, pop, pop on these pegs, and then it goes down one of the things down at the bottom, and you win money. Ah, that's right. And that's what oh, they're making. I didn't think Duke knew anything about anything. I thought he was a stupid moron. And guys, that's what they're making. Yeah, this is a really long trip. This is a lot longer than the trailer I originally saw. Skip forward a bit more, Mike. Um, they're making a Silent Hill pachinko machine game. What? Yep. They're using the Silent Hill franchise to make a pachinko machine. That is what they're That's doing. That's what with this the is the ad for? Yep. You're These joking. Pachinko machines have trailers now. Oh my god. I know they're big in Japan. I just didn't think they were Ugh. So that's what they're doing with the Silent Hill franchise. They're just wow. making a fucking oh, there it is. Machine. There it is. I wow. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm sold on this. That looks so. awesome. I got to get over to Japan cuz I don't oh. think you can get these in the United States. That looks fine to me. <laughs> wow. uh, and then they sh- but oh. most of the clips are from Silent Hill 2 because they know that's the best one yeah well, there you go yeah, what are you complaining about then yeah. yeah so yeah that's what they're doing without Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro and Kojima and Norman that's what, no that's what del Toro is working on I think that's what he was working <laughs> on I'm not on working on video games I am working on pachinko machines <laughs> yeah you know it's going to be big this, this year guys Pachinko, it's, it's coming gonna back. be a terrifying way to get money, maybe, but not really, because it's like the lottery and that you can't win. The house always wins. It's ridiculous. Speaking Her story Vegas. has sold a hundred thousand copies. That's nothing. Well, but That's how much did it cost to make? It was on well, PC. Let me do Game Stu. Man. I can hear Stu now. I can hear Stu now listening to this as he's lying on some beach, ignoring his wife and child somewhere. He's going, well, for a game like that, where you just watch videos and shit, it's fucking good, isn't it? You know. <laughs> That's a spot-on oh. impression. <laughs> yeah. I thought um, he was here. I'm... You know, for someone who's going, we're really living through Stu in a lot of this show. Like, we keep mentioning him over and over again. Yes. We need to break the tie. We will break the tie. I will yeah. take the lead on this one. The news. Yeah. A, uh, Dying Light has sold 5 million sales. That's not too bad. Um, but Max Payne 3 sold 10, and that was a disappointment. Yeah, it's all so, relative. Yeah. It's all relative. Skyrim I, I like this new story that he's, he's. I like this news story that he's put in. I kind of read oh. this one. This one is, uh, unfortunately, Quantum Bright looks a bit rubbish. Okay, according uh, to Kotaku. For, for, 
this, yeah, this is Kotaku. Uh, for two years, we've wondered what Quantum Break is actually is. Uh, having seen it, I'm now worried that Quantum Break is bland-looking shooter interrupted with 20-minute episodes of bad television at the end of every chapter. It should be so much better. So for people that don't know, Quantum Break is uh, coming from Remedy. It's the same people that made Alan Wake uh, and also the first two Max Payne games. Um, and the, the thing with this one is it's a video game and then there's a TV show in between all the chapters you know like there's imagine there's like 12 chapters around like there's, there's tv episode 20 minute episodes of the bad guy's perspective and then you play the good guy and then you watch a tv show of the bad guy in the game as interesting it goes. idea i'm not sure um, it'll work but hmm, i'll keep my mind open. yeah i mean the, the, they've got some good actors though they've got the guy from lost um the 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 the, the main the, uh, i think the mayor from the wire is in the tv show oh, yeah, duke I don't know. I don't know what he's saying. But the good actors, you know, they're not they're not like shit actors or anything. Yeah. Uh, they know what they're doing. But obviously, it all depends on the director and so on. So, I, I I think there is a chance. I, I heard somebody say that um, Quantum Break has the chance to be the next Halo or the next uh, Gears of War or Uncharted. And I was like, Are you fucking crazy? There is no way Quantum Break is going to be like that big. I feel like Quantum Break is going to be like. Alan Wake, where he comes along, <laughs> people like it, it plays well, and then it fucks right off again. That's yeah, this isn't going to be a fucking. This isn't going to be a badge of honor for Microsoft. Only the only people who say this is going to be like as big as Halo are absolute Microsoft fanboys, and I'm one of them. I'm a fanboy, and I would not say you this can't is be a be Microsoft fanboy if you don't have an Xbox Three, uh, Xbox One, dude. Well, the Xbox app makes it official now, Duke. <laughs> I have <laughs> Xbox. Um, I think TV these days, we're in a golden age of TV, gents. Uh, we have some fine actors off the cinema screen that are going into TV shows. Um, I think the guy who plays the bad guy in this is great. Um, I'm not a fan of the, the young guy, really. Uh, I know him from Smallville. Other people say they know him from X-Men, but whatever. Um, but it's interesting. But like you said, Mike, this is going to be the, like Alan Wake. It's going to be like, whoa, this is like new and exciting and then no one's going to care because at the end of the day, people just want to come on, put the console on and play a game. When they want to watch TV, want to don't want to play a game and vice versa. Exactly. Um, but people skip cutscenes in games. You know what I mean? They're, they're not interested. They just well, again, skip, 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 skip. It, I want it, to fucking... it could work if it were a really compelling story. I'm not convinced, that, especially if it's the people who made Alan Wake. I'm not convinced it's going to be that great a story. <laughs> but Sorry. the actors, though, no. that, I think that could be a saving grace, to be honest, because the actors are really good. Actors you know, can really only save a project that's well done. Yeah, if, they can. If I the mean, writing is bad or mediocre, you can have the best actors in the world. Dude, yeah, it's like the, Idris it's like the Alba was in the uh, prom night horror movie. That didn't make that a good movie. Well, it's like The Wire, you know, the, the story was shit, but the actors hey, were all... Hey, hey, hey! You're not going to talk smack about The Wire while I'm here. I watched the whole first season and I just lost lost touch with life. Well, then you're just stupid. I hate Breaking you. Breaking Bad, now that's a fucking TV <laughs> All right, show. now. You're just try are you trying to get All a rise right. out of me, Agent Kuyan? I am a little bit. Like 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 someone does who we won't mention his name, but someone likes to get a rise out of you, Duke. And yeah, I know. Maybe I like to do that as well. What's yeah. next on the news, Mike? I think there's something uh, to do with Fallout. I think there's something to do with Hearthstone. I'm just going to keep teasing <laughs> the Fallout thing for you. Uh, what else did you want to discuss? This is pretty interesting. According to uh, a website called IGN, um, they, they said that uh, Blizzard's free-to-play digital card game Hearthstone Heroes of Warcraft reportedly brings in $20 million 
every month. And God bless Blizzard because they need the money. They really do. Yeah, they do. Uh, research group Superdata okay. says that Hearthstone is dominating the digital CCG space which is card combat. Is, uh, sorry, was there a lot of competition for that? Magic Something. and Hearthstone and what else? Nothing. Oh, it was, it was brutal. People were dying, getting poisoned. <laughs> it, was, it was orgies <laughs> everywhere. Uh, oh, thanks yeah. in part to its release on oh, smartphones, geez. the firm claims uh, that the move alone boosted monthly revenues by 31%, which is more than 30, but less than 40. If accurate, that figure makes Hearthstone a bigger monthly earner than Dota 2, and Richard Branson, which Superdata reported earlier this year as bringing $18 million per month. I threw in the Richard Branson as a joke. I have no idea. I was like, how uh, is extra, uh, sorry. Dota and Richard Branson? Yeah, Richard Branson's listening to this show going, fuck off. Uh, exact <laughs> figures for Hearthstone uh, have been uh, hard to come by since Activision Blizzard has only bundled uh, its figures with Heroes of the Storm and Destiny in its financial reports altogether. The free games have brought more than $1 billion, which is more than a million, just to let you know. Um, Hearthstone, pretty successful. Who'd have known? Check that out. <sighs> I like the Hearthstone. The thing with Hearthstone it's is it's, it's very easy to get into, which I think was what made it so successful. Well, of course. You know, I, I'm amazed it, that people that. pay money for these games because it seems like, you know, Magic and Hearthstone, there's so much luck involved. But... Obviously, if you buy more card packs, you can turn the luck in your favor. And I think that's messed up. So it's sort of the, it's masquerading as a skill game, but it's not really a skill game. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely is like a game of luck. It's a game of luck, plus whoever, you know, the richest kid wins. Because that's what magic always was. Richest kid wins. Because, you know, they, mom, I need more packs. And then they mom. Get, you know, that, that, There are really good tutorials out there on how to win uh matches with the basic deck you know with the with your default deck yeah so i don't know anyway um more news i'm still gonna tease that fallout thing i'm not gonna read it out yet uh, uh, it's quite hilarious. but um bungie has gone into detail why it made its decision to replace peter dinklage's voice of the ghost in the upcoming taken king expansion uh oh, this is interesting uh, overrides overrated game that people keep fucking playing called Destiny. It was announced last week that all of Dinklage's dialogue would be removed from the game um, with the video game veteran Nolan North re-recording all the old lines as well as the new ones. As Dinklage faced a lot of criticism for the unenthusiastic performance in Destiny, many speculated this was removed from uh, this is why he was removed from the game. According to the exec producer, uh, Mark Noseworthy, uh, no relation to Chinworthy, uh, however, he, came, he actually came down to an issue of availability, he told Game Informer. The decision was mainly down to Hollywood no nonsense, says the man. Uh, Dinklage was awesome to work with, but we needed to work with someone who's more available. No one is a pro. This is his thing, he explained. You can just call him up and say, hey, next week we're doing an internal playtest. It would be great to have some ghost dialogue in there. That makes it sound like Nolan North just sitting, looking at his phone, going, please ring, Why please ring. I need, I need the work so bad. Um, exactly I don't want to have to record another like. stupid message for the veteran gamers. People are dissing like Peter Dinklage and stuff over this. It, it, if anything, Nolan North looks like a twat. 
Because if he's just sat there yeah. waiting for the phone to ring, because yeah. let's be honest now, everyone had him in their game. Now they don't because it's become a meme. So he's just sat there watching JK on the on the TV on a 10 o'clock on the Monday morning, waiting for the phone to ring while Peter Dinklage is out, you know, working with Hollywood stars. Yeah, Pixels was shit, but let's be honest, he probably got paid a ton of money for it. It was probably a laugh and he enjoyed it. And who gives a fuck because he's in Game of Thrones <gasps> and he was in um, so, lots of stuff. He was an elf. Yeah, but that he doesn't mean that the, that doesn't mean that the dialogue he did was good. Hey, and a, a carpenter is only good, good as his tools. If the dialogue is shit, like I said, they probably paid him a ton for death. I don't even he was know. Like, Fuck you guys! I'm it. just gonna read this shit dialogue and get bank, <laughs> yo. That's as maybe, but you know, I mean, yeah. look, if fans aren't happy with it and it's cheaper to go with North, that just makes sense to me. If they rewrite the dialogue, right? This is the thing. If they rewrite any of the dialogue, then that proves that the dialogue itself was wank. And it's not Dinklage's fault. Yeah. And I guarantee I they will read back dialogue. I, this is their official words, you know, that, that availability. But I think it's a case that everybody fucking complained. Dinklage sounded like he was he just finished masturbating when he did this voiceover. <laughs> right. And, and and that he isn't available. That's probably an element of, of the overall thing. But we'll end this on you could say that Dinklage's voiceover work has been cut short. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Next, uh, all right, we'll go to it. God, uh, no, it's no, no, we'll, fucking we'll joke go to something in the world. Else. We'll go to something else. Um, no, just read it. I want to know. Come on. Spellbound. What? Read the Fallout news. Oh, all right. That was just like those games might be on PC. That wasn't real. Okay. A secretly filmed recording of Fallout 4's gameplay has been published on the adult video website that I've never heard of. It's called Pornhub. Weird. Uh, amid a game uh, of cat and mouse between Bethesda's uh, legal team uh, and those who want to spread the footage online, low quality. Uh, amateur video of the post-apocalyptic RPG was captured against Bethesda's wishes behind a behind-closed-doors demonstration at Gamescom. The off-screen picture is partially obscured by all the journalists in attendance, but nevertheless uh, shows a new glimpses of Fallout 4's baseline gameplay mechanics. Snippets of the video were shown... Uh, sorry, snippets of the video show the game's unnamed hero mowing down hordes of zombies and aiming through sites with... Automatic weapons. Have you watched uh, this, Rich? Sorry? Rich, have you watched this? I haven't, no. I don't really frequent Pornhub for gameplay videos. Are you planning on it? Like, if it showed up in front of you, <laughs> would you watch it? I don't think I would watch it. No, I don't like watching bootleg shit because it sucks. Well, I don't want to watch more. I don't even want to... If Even if Bethesda did it officially, I don't think I would look at it. <laughs> Oh, you mean Fallout in general? No, I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm trying dark. to be. I'm, Fallout 4 I'm, now. Yeah, not, I'm, I'm not on blackout, but I'm trying to go in knowing as little as possible. Yeah, I'm only gonna learn what I hear off people and stuff. I'm not gonna like, oh, there's a new trailer, I'm watching it, or there's a new gameplay, I'm watching it. I'm not inter I'm not even reading many articles because it's yeah. just. I'll get to the point November 10th, 2015, where I'll feel like I've already played the game. Right. You know. Yeah. And I kind of got like that with, almost with Skyrim because I was really? like. Every single day, I was like, what's new, what's new, what's new, what's new, what's new, what's new? And um, when it came out, I was like, yeah, this is exactly what I thought it was going to be. See, and I wonder if that's one of the reasons why I love that game so much is because I didn't do any of that. Yeah, well, I love it too, but it could be that as well. Because I, like Morrowind, I went into that blind. We mate yeah. in college, he just said, have you played Morrowind? I was like, never heard of it. It was like, you do what you want. I was like, all right, I'll play it. And I love it. Um, Chinny, I hope you don't mind. Rich, let's spend about three hours now talking about the Elder Scrolls. Because, I mean, I love those games so much, and I know you love them. So. No, I think I, you should. Yeah, let's I don't think that's long enough, it. mate. We need about five, to be I honest. Think we should do five. 
To be I'll honest, a, if, if we do on. anything that makes you remotely slightly <laughs> pissed off, I'm, I'm for it. Yeah. I don't mind. He'll be yeah. doing this. Pissing me off. <laughs> oh, God. It's like the uh, podcast. Exactly. Um, Hold on. I actually am. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes, oh, God. I feel like we're uh, podcasting with Duke now. It's not like I accidentally watched this film while being on Pornhub or anything. I, I definitely didn't accidentally. do that. Oh, uh, this sounds like it's good. Leaked gameplay footage from Fallout 4. Oops, I accidentally clicked it. Rush has gone for another two minutes, Duke. Damn. Does he have IBS? I don't like this current... <laughs> Maybe he does. Maybe he does. That wouldn't be funny but, uh, if he actually did. I have a medical condition. So this... Kiss my ass. We're, we're coasting now. We're, we're in a car with no steering wheel right now. Well, we often are. Mm. I'll read another... Um, read that news. news story you were going to read before I demanded that you do the fallout. <laughs> uh, I closed it now, though. Oh, Let's see great. what people in the chat are saying. Duke, you really should say, play Morrowind. It's in my Steam library. Hardly well, done. I could get it for 50 cents if I really wanted to play it. But I'm yeah. not interested because it's from 10 years ago and I'm not... I got, I got The Witcher 3. If I'm going to play a role-playing game. What would Morrowind offer you that Skyrim doesn't? I know that people say that Morrowind's mechanics and stuff are so much better than Oblivion and Skyrim. But to be honest, I think that the graphics would be such a letdown that I would just not be into it. Sorry, Dan. You know that I you're appreciate... a graphic snob with your new PC fans. You know I appreciate your making those games available, not just that, but all sorts of other games, Dan. You're the man, but um And I thought I was being cool. I was when I got The Witcher 3, I was like, "Hey Dan, I got The Witcher 3. You I know you don't have it in your Steam library. You can play it if you want, you know, pay you back cuz I played Shadow of Mordor off of your account." And he was like, "Yeah, I got that through Good Old Games. It's great." I was like, "Damn it. I'm never going to be able to repay my Jewish guilt." Yeah, that real off of Dan. Is that a real thing, Duke? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go, go to Jewish hell. Oh, no. It's Every day is a Jewish hell. And you're like, oh, I got to pay that guy back. Oh, I still <laughs> owe that reflex. money. Oh, uh, my mom's was, disappointed in me. I think it was Family Guy where like, the Jewish people walked up through the desert for 40 days and 40 nights. And, and, and this is, yeah, we got it bad now, but after this, it's going to be smooth sailing. No, that's yeah. The Simpsons. <laughs> I saw that. Oh, was it The Simpsons? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're going to spend 40 years wandering the desert, but after that, it's smooth sailing for the Jews, right? Uh, hey, look over there. Is that manna? Yeah, that's funny. That. I like that one. Moses. Funny. Re Re religion is funny sometimes. How that's many Jewish mothers does it take show. to change a light bulb? Yeah. It's, sorry? How many Jewish mothers does it take to change a light bulb? I don't know. Uh, don't mind me. I'll just sit in the dark. It's fine. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> British people don't really get Jewish humor, you see. Well, Andy we Zaltzman I mean, does. We, we Ooh, find... Jewish Brit burn. Yeah. Jewish Brit yeah. burn. Yeah. Um, we're done with the news. Yeah, Thank that's God. it for the news. Have we got any emails this week? Yes, we I do don't. have an email, no. so we'll do that. Uh, email! Uh, the email this week is from our old friend Derek Sings. Ah. Oh. Oh. We like him. We like him. Right. Yeah. Ah. Hi, veteran gamers. <laughs> we like Derek. 
We're not there. Alright. I was sorting through some of my original boxed video game collection with a view to putting some on eBay next week. So, in a straight rip-off of the Overseas Connection podcast, I thought I'd give you and your listeners a back-of-the-box quiz. I have at least 20 games to choose from, so I'll do 10 this week and oh, at God. least 10 next week. We're going to move through ten. these very quickly. fucking hell. <laughs> so that Stu can also take part, I'll send another email with the answers later today. So that means the answers aren't even on this? Jesus. They're on I... another email. Ugh. Well, I didn't get it. I anyway, think I got it. What? You got it? No, I don't know. Okay, anyway. The only clues I'll give you is that none of the games was released prior to 1993, and all were released in the UK. Any clue I words? have got them. Yes, I've got the answers. Oh, thank God. Just read them out now. Any clue words will be replaced <laughs> by the word vodka, which surprisingly doesn't appear to any in any of the original back-of-the-box descriptions. All right, so here's the first one. You are Jack Carver, a boat skipper who thought he had seen all the South Pacific had to offer, but nothing could have prepared you for what you are about to uncover on these islands. Heavily armed mercenaries are just the beginning of the gateway gone to hell. Broken sword. Uh, I'm going to say um, Far Cry. What's the answer, Chinny? Yeah, I know the answer. Uh, the answer is uh, Far Cry. Yay! Hey. I got it right. Number two. I know the answer to the next one. I know the answer to the next one, but I don't know the answer because I've positioned the email so it's below my thing. So ah, I'm just raising it up when I want to know right. the answer. So I so know the when, answer to the next one, but not the one after that. When life robs Colton White of all that matters, the only thing left he can trust is his vodka. That's a spoiler word. We don't know what it means. All he can trust is his blank. Journey as Colton on his journey to... Really? On his journey to exact vengeful justice on those that have wronged you. <laughs> I have no idea, Rich. Um, Colton White. Yeah. Um, bad, the sequel. Colton White. 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 Cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip. Um, I can I hear no our idea. Twitch viewers Switching Googling off that disgust. name right now. Yeah. Colton White. Um, I'm going to go with just a random guess, complete random. Um, I'm going to go with Tropico 2. I'm going to guess um, Castlevania. I have no idea. What is it, Chinny? The answer is Gun. Oh. That would have made sense because his I name's like Colton, that. which is yeah. like Colt. Colton. I like that game. That was a good game. Yes. Huh. Colt right. Peacemaker. Right. Name that I don't, film. I don't think that game would hold up now. Well, no, of course not. But it was good at the time. It was the best Western at the time before Red Dead Redemption. All right, number three, 2142. Okay, I don't know this one. We're doing five of these, by the way. Know. We're not doing all these. 2142 AD, stranded on a bizarre alien planet with your memory artificially erased, you must battle your way back to Earth to stop the invading mutant forces. Blank. The ultimate test in survival. Jenny? I haven't got a fucking clue. Rich? Um. Hmm. I haven't got a. I haven't got the foggiest idea at what? all. Uh, box video game collection. I guess we don't know exactly what these are from. The first two were from the Xbox 360, though, weren't they? See, 2142 is the year that Battlefield no. 2142 takes place. No, it's not going to be that. 
No, it's not. It's not that. But that um, player. But uh, maybe it's the bug game, Alien Invasion Force or whatever. But you're not on a bizarre alien planet. That takes place on Earth. Go ahead, Chinny. What is it? Number three? Hang on. Hang on. Okay. Uh, that was... Flashback. What? I don't know what that is. Flashback. All right. All right, number four. It is the new millennium. As an anti-terrorist agent, you must travel the globe, develop your skills, and build a network of allies to counteract the evolving threat. Employ stealth, strategy, or action where appropriate in each mission. Question everything. Trust no one. Sounds like a Tom Clancy game. It sounds like Alpha Protocol. I never Ooh. played Alpha Protocol. I didn't either, but that's what it sounded Ugh. like to me. <laughs> Jenny, do you have a guess? Uh, no, because I accidentally saw the answer. All right, what's the answer? Uh, Deus Ex. Oh, goodness. I was wrong. There you go. All right, last one for today. We'll do the next five next week. An archaeological expedition to unearth long-forgotten treasures revealed a history more dark and depraved than anyone thought possible. An ancient evil force, not of this time or this world, has remained buried since the Egyptians walked the earth. But now it's blank. It's either a two-meter game or time splitters. But I was thinking the blank would be yeah. the name of the game, wouldn't it? Now it's time split. True. It didn't make sense. Yeah. Now it's Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. it's unearthed, unburied, unfrozen. Uh. Frozen. It's the Frozen the video game where you play a little girl who <laughs> uh, makes an ice palace like John it's... Manhattan on Mars. I don't know what the hell it is. Rich, you want to take a guess? Uncovered. It's been dug. <laughs> Up. Right. It's E.T. the video game. Unleashed. Unleashed. Go ahead, Shinny. What is it? Uh, It's Exhumed. Oh, I was on the right track, but I had no idea what that game is. All right. Well, we got one out of five right, so we're terrible. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Uh, time to get those little gray cells working, Derek. Thank you, Derek. We'll answer the next five next week, but uh, that's all we're going to do this week. Yeah, thanks, Derek. We like yeah. Derek. We, we yeah. like Derek. He's all right. We're like, we're like Derek. We're like Derek. Like Derek. I like He's the fact, well. too, that when Chinny got a drum roll, he and, he did, he responded correctly. Because I love how Stu does a drum roll like this. If he's going to say, like, my all-time favorite thing to have on pizza is... When I was four, I went to a pizza shop and I ordered pineapple. And you know what? That became my favorite topping. So my favorite topping is pineapple. Oh, God. Like, you know, dude, like when... Drum roll answers are supposed to be one word right after the final symbol crash. Sorry, go ahead, yeah. Rich. No, do you know like when a man cheats on his wife? <laughs> and, and all he can think he, about is the wife and all he can, Yeah, all he can, when, he, when he's back with his wife, all he can think about is his mistress. That's yeah. how I feel. Yeah. That's, that's how I feel. Um, you know, it's funny because Stu says that same sort of thing no all reason. the time. Fraser wants, Fraser wants a shout-out for no reason. No, we're not shout giving you a shout-out, Fraser Moore, who is awesome, and we love you. Yeah, yeah we uh, don't shout-out people from the Game Punchers podcast. No, hell no. Yeah, we don't advertise other podcasts such as the Game Punchers, which is far more entertaining than this. <laughs> or the Overseas Connection, which both of you used to be regular is, hosts of. Yeah. Or... Yeah. The boss wave where Seth McNitt is known to roam. 
don't yeah, know. Yeah, he just goes around just meeting everyone. So. Yeah. Blasted. What a bastard. Uh, All right, what's next? About? Is there anything else for the show? Is that I think we've covered everything, haven't we? I think so. Is it time for shout outs and then get the hell out of here? Yeah, I think it's time we, we do shout outs and get the hell out of here. So you didn't do that thing then, Rich? What thing? You said you were going to do a thing. Like a special a thing? Out. No, another thing. All right, we'll talk about it later. Let's do shout outs. It's time for a shout out. Hey! All right, Rich, go ahead. Do shout outs. Um, I want to shout out the lovely people on the Overseas Connection podcast and all the people in the chat who are listening live to this uh, this very show. Yeah. Um, I want to shout out the, the listener base of the veteran gamers who don't know who I am. I'm I'm basically a knobhead from another podcast. That's pretty much it. Oh, um, only half short. of that is true. Ah. You're not really on that podcast much. <laughs> no. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I make Skyrim mods as well. And I, I recent, I just tonight, uh, finally got my mod update one point three seven out of beta. Um, it's been in beta for a, a while now, so I finally tested it enough. Tested it, tested it. It's Tell fixed. people about your mod. What? How can people find your mod, Rich? Uh, they go to www.huntinginskyrim.net and they see it. I've got lots of YouTube videos. Uh, I've put Skyrim, basically, like, when you skin an animal, it makes it, like, Red Dead Redemption when you skin an animal. Uh, you can do animal trap stuff, so you can trap animals and things. Um, so, yeah, it's quite I'm fun. Acting. I mean, it, yeah. it gets to the point with modding where when you look at your own mod for so long, you forget whether or not it's fun. Oh, it's fun. I've played it. It's good. People should yeah, check it out. You've played it tonight? Uh, I haven't played it most recently, but um, I will. Oh, I've yeah. played it before, so. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I remember the thing now. I do remember the thing. Yeah, are we doing that? I didn't write anything down. <laughs> oh, man. Well, oh, no. so much for that thing. Uh, I've been thinking about it all week. You're so excited for it as well, Rich. Text I me was? saying. Oh, jeez. Do you know what? I'll write it, and then I'll give it to Stu, and then he can decide. If oh, boy. To... We'll get Stu as the... Yeah, that'll be great. Okay, you're in a dungeon, right? But they just... The thing about this dungeon is there's there's water everywhere and it looks beautiful. It's just amazing water. <laughs> or I could maybe come on the show again. There you go. Now to do the dungeon thing. Yes. Just just to do that and then like yes. piss off. Yes. Prepare okay. yourselves, people. On a future episode of the Veteran Gamers, Rich is going to come back and do the dungeon thing, and it's going to yeah. be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that's me. I'm, my shout outs are done. That's yeah. it. Chinny. Uh, Chinny. Uh, uh, I will share that John Mouse for um, letting me know because the reason why John Mouse contacted me, Chris MJW said that, like Seth said, oh, Chris, tell people that I'm coming to Birmingham so people can meet me and stuff if they want to come out. Oh, he's too busy to do his own outreach. Said, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and Chris was like, uh, I, I sent a tweet out. <laughs> and I'm like, that's like putting a message in a bottle and throwing it out in the it street. Pretty much and is a lot of times. Like, See, that's the thing. We assume that everybody reads everything we put on Twitter and uh, Facebook, but a lot of people don't. Now, you don't want to be repetitive for people who have seen it, but you also don't want to assume everyone's hanging on your every word on social media. Yeah, because I don't. Because Chris says, oh, I only follow people that I actually like talk to, and I was like, well, I don't follow. I follow lots of different things. Yeah, I do too. 
sometimes you miss things. And, sometimes and you miss things. I was things. like, you didn't contact, you didn't say, Chin, are you available this date to come and meet Seth? Yeah, Bart? that's the thing. If you really want to contact post. someone on Twitter, you've got to tag them. Yeah, you got to tag yeah. them or you know DM or whatever. Yep. But thanks to John, uh, I didn't miss it. I would have been so pissed if I if I'd missed Seth. So thanks to Verbal Rob, Chris, uh, John Mouse, especially for inviting me, and of course uh, the fantastic Seth Magnet, that the person yeah. I have never met in real life, and uh, it was a great day. We had a lot of fun. Uh, but I'm not going to go go karting anytime soon again because that hurt. So that's me done. Okay, so I think that about does it. Except I have some people to shout out if you don't mind, Mister. I'm in a big rush and I need to leave. No, no, we're not doing your shout outs, Duke. No one gives a fuck. <laughs> I will shout out Richard Webster for favoriting my public enemy cross stitch. Oh, yeah, thank you. Um, and the Hip-hop. Dino liked it, of course, and David Morton and Chris Williams and Jason Gar and uh, my friend Howard. Um, Colin asked for this sound clip, and I gave it to him. Balls, 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 balls. Um, Teflon sent me the thing. Like a hundred people. As soon as anything Simpsons enters the news, everyone starts bombarding me with it, which is very nice. I'm very happy to get it. I think it's very sweet that people think of me when they see something Simpsons related, which is why every year, like five students give me some Simpsons, you know, knickknack. Anyway, um, there's a Flanders themed Simpsons metal band oh, yes. called the Oakley Dokley's. Yes. And so uh, Teflon yeah. and a hundred other people said, hey, check out the Simpsons thing. And I appreciate that. It's very nice of them. Um, yeah. Uh, Step J like my Watchmen thing and Pilch Reed sent me a thing. Um, yeah, lots of people have been cool on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. Um, and then I will use this opportunity to play the other sound clip from the Flophouse where they talk about uh, the my favorite guy on the podcast is named Elliot Kalin, and he is a writer for The Daily Show, and he's just really funny. And he had this idea for a sequel to The Sixth Sense. ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny stuff people check it out the flop like house uh, it, what I've been doing is because I haven't seen I went through the first time I went to it I went through and found all the shows where they talked about movies I had seen which weren't many uh, it was the Robocop remake and the Total Recall remake and Left Behind which I haven't seen the movie but I read the book so I knew what they were talking about but then what I've been doing since I went back to the first episode and just listened to them all in order um, or I have I'm doing that now I'm on episode like 30 uh, what I do is I'll watch the trailer for the movie they're talking about and that way I have some idea of what's going on but uh, yeah they've talked about the Bratz movie and step up two and <laughs> a dancing movie and a lot of bad horror movies and uh yeah some action movies and stuff so i will shout out the flop house even though i doubt they're listening that's it yeah. that's my shout out i'm outs. going through there i'm going through.
I'm going through their history of movies. I haven't watched many of these. I yeah. watched the Robocop one. Yeah. Uh, I haven't watched many of these. Yeah. Yee. I want to shout out another thing. Um, no, you've already done your shout outs for that. Our colleagues at IGN have started up Up at Noon again with Brian Altano and Max. What and it's would very Brian funny. Altano do if he were here right now? What is Up at Noon? It's basically a one-hour comedy show. They Ooh. talk about games, comics, all the news, and they're very funny. They have a really great chemistry together, and Brian Altano is very funny. Cool. Yeah, so it's on IGN on YouTube. Um, go check it out. Check it out, people. Check it out. I'm the executive producer of that show, actually. No. Yeah, they don't turn away talent like this. Wait, you're the executive producer? Of Up at Noon, yeah. Are you really? Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. impressive. I get $50,000 a day. Nice. Just for representing. What the hell are you doing here? Just being a homie. I guess. That's what you do. You've got to slum it, you see, to make a network. That's what you got to do. He's a bro, man. Yeah, I'm a bro. I feel like a, I feel like a homie from after watching um, Dr. Dre's new music stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wait a minute. What do I have that listed under? Smoke uh, weed every day. Oh, yeah. Here it is. If you like this podcast, there is another site you should check out. It's called VGHub.net. On there, you find a bunch of links to other video game podcasts similar in vain to ours, but delivered. Some have all kinds of sound effects. Some talk about RPGs. Come on. Some might say that. No, no one says that. Then, of course, you have links oh, God, to I feel you like know, we're great forums. We don't have now. any other friends. So check it out, vghub.net. It is a great starting point for your podcast discovery. Duke, lay off the sound effects. Do you know what that sounds like, Duke? It sounds like a your sound A big, nasty, box. messy wall of noise. No, it sounds like you've got a box of sound effects that just fell over. <laughs> it <laughs> pretty much is. Everything came out. Your attention, please. Oh. Was that Mass Effect? No. Drop Shorts. Ah. Well, Drop Shorts said, ah, what, already? It's, it's not even half 11. Yeah, I know. This is what happens when Stu isn't on the show. <laughs> it finishes a, we a sensible We managed to hour. move through things with some smooth you, pace. You think that we're like... We're like unhappy about this. We're very happy about <laughs> no, this. No, we want to keep going for another hour. Uh, I've got, I've got I wonder what the jokes. show would sound like if you just cut if you just cut all of Stu's bits together. <laughs> Here's I know what it would sound like. It would sound like this. Take it home with you. There it is. I've got I've got a gay joke and a lesbian joke if you want to hear it. All right. If, if it's we not too PC or whatever. Jokes. You require a three-bedroom bisexual house share. <laughs> in right, Borenwood. Right. <laughs> I love that show. Yeah. Right. What do you call a lesbian dinosaur? I don't know. What do you call a lesbian dinosaur? Like a lot of puss. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what do you call what I'm do you good. call a gay dinosaur? Um, I don't know. Megasaurus. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't uh, get it. I, I don't. 
funny stuff. Are we still on the stream? I think we we're on the stream yeah. forever. Ah, we're still on the stream. Oh yeah, because you guys stay yeah. on the stream for a bit, don't you? Whereas overseas they we go stay off the on. Stream yeah, we're, stay we're on Greg, Greg. Greg's really cold with with the with the stream. He's just like fuck that done. Whereas I'll leave the stream <laughs> running. Yeah, he's just like he, he leaves it cold. It just it makes you want him more. He just leaves it cold like that. Yeah. Things were just about to start getting crazy. Go nuts. Pissing me off. <laughs> Pissing me off. Yes. Hello, darlings. <laughs> Hello, darlings. Uh, whatever happened to Surface the Lizard? I know, right? Somebody asked me that and? this week, actually. I was streaming um, Rare Replay, and somebody said, what happened to Surface Lizard? That was he their was number one question hilarious. about this new game you were playing. And I said, I think I offended him. Really? Okay. About what? Are you telling I don't gay know. jokes? I, I think I was, I know. I think I, he's not you have cared, better taste. But um, but I was I was just I I put other people down to make me feel like more of a man. It's what I do. Well, that's what all especially men do. women and children because uh, they're easy take targets. That, women and children. And yeah, and uh, no, I think uh, I was just saying burn. funny things about him. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. He just. Did he really yeah, say that? It was a lizard, yeah, structural. Did he, did he really no, say I, I, those things I, about I just assumed... I, I was saying, like, I, I take the piss out of everyone, Rich. I take the piss out of you, Duke, Stu. It's what I do. It's how I was brought up uh, at school. And um, I, I think I took the piss out of him, and he and I noticed that he didn't come on after that. But it might not be. He might have just got completely sidetracked with something else. I don't know. I just sort of tend to think that's why. No, yeah. I hope not. I'd hate to think mm. that he was mad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because like... If the... I always had the piss out of anyone. Because he seems like the type of person get... who always took the piss out of himself. So Yeah, that's what being British is yeah. about. It's yeah, taking exactly. the piss out of yourself, taking the piss out of everyone else. And not and minding if the same. people take the piss yeah. out of you. No, Americans I'm... are so thin-skinned. They're like, oh, he hurt my feelings. Yeah, whereas I'm always calling myself a knobhead and telling people that no one fucking cares. To be fair, cares. I'm often calling you a knobhead as well. So. That, that's that's my middle name though. That that don't you know don't hurt me feelings, dude. Well, that's that's rude of your parents to have done that. My mum used to be married to a guy with the with the last name Edwards a few years ago. I'm, I I say tw like twenty years ago. She used to be married to a guy <laughs> named Ed something Edwards. Ago. So my name used to be Richard Edwards. Really? Yeah. Um, which if you shorten Richard and shorten Edwards, you get dickhead. Ah. Nice. Seriously, it's yeah. a true story. Wow. I know. That's crazy. I, um, it destroyed my life when some girl pointed that out. I was like six. Is um, Well, that's what Richard uh, George Carlin said is that he can't imagine how girls bring home someone named Dick and Peter. Mom, I brought Dick and Peter home. What? What? <laughs> Sorry, Jenny, you were saying. Oh, on, a, on, a side, on a side track website. Side quest. Is there any yeah. showings of... Um, is there any showings of Back to the Future this year? Seeing it's the 30th anniversary. I'm hoping so. Should we Google it? Yeah. Never mind that. Have you seen the NWA movie yet? Oh my God, straight out of Compton. Some cinemas have shown it already this year. That was like a one-off. Yeah. Um, They did it for the 25th anniversary. That's what's showing up. But yeah, I can't see it anywhere. I watched the first film the other week, you know, for the... um. The, the anniversary week on the weekend yeah. or whatever I watched it on, we've got the Blu-ray set it still holds up man it's still fun 
Oh man, it's a great film. It's brilliant. Great it's film. like one of my favourite films. I remember we had it on video. I think my mum recorded it off the TV. And it was on, on the video. When you watch a video for so long and so many times, it just ruins the tape. So it got to the point where you play it and it, you wouldn't be able to watch it from the point where Biff and um, George are having an argument over like who crashed the car. So you'd miss the whole yeah. like electric guitar blowing up the amp and all that stuff. I remember a road trip that my brother and I were on and we both had watched that movie so many times that on this road trip, we basically recreated the movie. Yeah. We just went through the script because we had seen it so many times. Yeah, I used to like that. I I was riding my bike. I was riding my bike for a long, long time. I went with Marsh and Marsh is much fitter than I am. And on the way back, I was in so much pain riding my bike. You know, the lactic acid, the kicked into my legs I couldn't feel them anymore and I said Marsh I'm going to tell you the whole story of Back to the Future to get my mind off of this pain that I'm in so I just told him the whole story he knew it obviously he'd seen the film before but I told him in absolute pinpoint accuracy what <laughs> happened from start to finish in Back to the Future nice so that's a, such that's a wonderful film uh, Verbal Rob you... says in the chat I knew a guy who was genuinely called Philip Michael Hunt <laughs> Mm. That's bad. That's bad news. That's pretty bad. I'm not. I'm don't. I don't get the reference. Do you really not get that? No, I don't no. get that. He's not called Michael. You do. Michael Hunt. No, he's not called Michael. He's called Philip. No, he's called Mike. No. Philip Mike Hunt. Phil. Ah, Philip Phil. Mike Phil. Hunt. Ah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Philip Mike Hunt. Phil. Okay. I get it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's good. I get it. Yes. Welcome to the Veteran Gamers post yeah. show where we yes, trade welcome. rude, rude names. Once I knew a guy named Penis Vagina. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even make the joke. <laughs> so ludicrous. Yeah. Oh, God. I Once love I knew family a rapper guy. named Ludicrous. I didn't know him, but I knew of him. God damn uh, these knots! I don't know why, but lately this string on this cross stitching is. Are you cross stitching? I am. I'm doing. You're like an old me. woman. I'm doing something for me, ma. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I honestly think you've got a brisket in the oven. I wish. That sounds delicious. <laughs> Oi! If I only had a good brisket. That was like an Irish Jew. Sorry, <laughs> that was completely. <laughs> I don't even know what that was. Oh, it's been fun, Irish guys. Jews. Thanks for having me. Irish Jews would be the most hated Thanks people. Thanks for coming ever. on, Rich. Yeah, thanks, Rich. It's fun. It was fun. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot the dungeon keeper thing, but I've been busy with my beta and Witcher free. Yeah. Trying to think of all the things I can say that are wrong with it. One of those is a good excuse. Yeah. Uh, GTA Five sold fifty-four right. million copies. Oh my goodness. That are means we're gonna have GTA Six. Are you getting good feedback on the beta, Rich? Um. Yeah. Well, I think so. It's had about one hundred and ten downloads, I think, so far. Yeah, like the the full version, the beta's done now, so hopefully it works fine. I mean, the beta was tested to the max, so hopefully I so should go out without have, hitch. Does the new one have uh, traps in it, or is that still just beta? Yeah, the new one has traps. All right. Yeah, but I haven't worked out any story yet. I've I've got a lot of plans for the story, and I'm going to completely redo it, and I'm going to involve her scene. You know, the uh, Daedric yeah. Prince. Well, yeah, that makes sense. So I'm going to involve him. It's going to be quite intriguing, actually. There's going to be a bit of a twist and stuff, Ooh, and twists. 
Yeah. What's you're going to be you're going to go to the plane of oblivion in one point. Um there's going to be a bit of a love a, thing are you going, going make on. The plane of oblivion? Yeah, so I'll like I'll make a plane of oblivion. Wow. You should you put know, one like, of them towers in. Don't make it so you have to go into it because that would obviously require 10 times as much programming. But being able to see, you know, to see one in the distance, that would be really cool. Oh, no. A plane of oblivion isn't what you think of in oblivion, the game. What? A plane of oblivion is basically the level of reality that a Daedric prince inhabits. Ah, uh, Christ. So, so the Shivering Isles is an oblivion plane. Ah, uh, I gotcha. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Um, uh, did I you do you. the ill met by moonlight question, oh, Skyrim? Yeah, of course. The hunting grounds is a plane of oblivion. Ah, I gotcha. Yeah. Um, it's just right that then. in oblivion, the game, when all the oblivion gates went to that fiery place, that was yeah. like more like Baal's plane of oblivion. Ah, uh, I gotcha. Kind of thing. Well, yeah. you learn something new every day if you pay attention. Yeah. yeah. I know my. I like my. You know, Elder Scrolls lore. It's my favorite. I like my Elder Scrolls lore almost as much as I like the backstory of Michael from GTA V and his homie roots. That's gangster shit. Boom. Yes. And then he beats up his son. He beats up his son. Yeah. I, mean, I meant Franklin, didn't well, I? I didn't mean oh, Michael. Franklin. Right. I meant Franklin. He doesn't really beat his yeah, son up. But he, he tells him to get a life and trashes his room. I had a rumor that the, the DLC for the story DLC is going to be about Michael's son. Ugh, I don't want it to be about Michael Summers. Son's an yeah. idiot. That's the worst character in there. Yeah, it is. It should be about yeah. Chop, the dog, because he's a cool character. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be I love when you go, when you, you had your first mission with him, and like, you, where'd you go? And then he's like humping some other dog. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah. It's so crass, but it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, guys. I'm out. Have a yeah, good night. Yeah, I'm out. All right. Cool. See ya. Uh, Duke. Yes. Duke. Send me the file. I will. Via we transfer or Dropbox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do it over Nintendo Network on your DS. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna send it over smoke signals, just the hexadecimal codes. <laughs> yeah. <there>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Send it over that. That'd be great. Okay. Brilliant. Okay. Bye bye. See, see you right. later, chaps. Bye 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 b